Oh my gosh. I can't even believe this episode is finally ready to go out to the public. Uh, this, this was a tough one to, I mean, it was, it was a busy episode <laughs> by all means. It was, it was a busy night of recording, but also it was, uh, I just, um, I, I had a bit of a delay in, in putting this one together. Uh, I mean, we had extra snow days and all that stuff, things that were slowing me down and backing me up from regular work stuff. But I also just had a, a mental block <laughs> to finally say goodbye, to be done with all of this and, uh. Yeah, I guess um, I'll let the episode speak for itself, so I will keep this short, but I do just want to say thank you for whether, <laughs> hopefully this is not your first time listening, but whether you've been with us for a short time or for a long time, I just really appreciate that you've been on this journey with me and with the podcast. It means the world to me, and it's been an incredible experience in my life, and I am just so thankful that I've been a part of it and, and a part of your life, which is absolutely bizarre, still tremendously weird for me to think about, and I honor it so much, so thank you. Um, gosh, uh, I, I promise I will make the short, but um, I just want to get a few plugs in before we fully start the episode. One is um, check out my book, Flotography. It's on Amazon for some reason. It doesn't want to pull it up when you type in Flotography, but uh, there's a tiny little button that says, did you mean Flotography? If you type it in and yeah, click on that, and it's on Amazon. Otherwise, just go to shop.artofthefloat.com and you'll find it there. And uh, if you do buy it or if you have already purchased it, if you leave a review on Amazon, that would mean so much to me. I would be forever in your debt and grateful. Thank you so much for all those of you who have. Um, and um, gosh, I, I cannot also thank enough uh, Floatank Solutions for being with us for, I mean... I think since the beginning, I, I, I don't even remember anymore. Time, so much time has passed. Uh, they've been with us for so long and I appreciate them so much. Um, I say float tank solutions, but really, uh, whether it's float helm or, um, buoy project, what, whatever they're working on. Um, I, uh, they, they've always supported the show and, and I really appreciate that. So a big thanks to that team, everybody behind it, obviously in particular, Graham and Ash Khan, Thank you so much. And, um, <laughs> check out helm um helm float helm is an incredible tool for your float center it's it's designed by people who were running a float center and their scheduling software just didn't do everything they needed to get done and so they just decided to build their own scheduling software and they've been doing that for years and refining it and expanding it so it's not just for float tanks uh, but it's incredibly robust it has great reporting has scheduling for your employees for your clients and um, it, it just does everything that we need at the shop. And it took us years to switch over. Um, in fact, there was a time just because we had so many modalities we were doing at, at the float shop that we held off. Um, we started doing uh, both float helm and mind body for a while. And eventually we just dropped mind body altogether when helm could do everything. And we have not looked back, baby. It's been quite nice for us. Uh, really cannot recommend them enough. Uh, but as I always say, don't take my word for it. Uh, go to floathelm.com, check it out, get a free tour, have them walk you through it, make sure it's a good fit for you. And um, I really think it, uh, it will work out well for you as it's worked out wonderfully for us. And uh, yeah, just an absolute staple of the industry. Again, floathelm.com is where you want to go. Yeah, you know what? I think we should just go ahead and jump in. Let's start the show.
Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. Before I introduce myself and to introduce everybody else, let me just introduce, introduce you to the artist who gives does our intro song, uh, Nate from Deepest Darkest. Thank you so much for these years of just having a flippin' fantastic earworm of a song that I have had going through my head for like five years now or whatever we started using it. It never leaves my head. I just walk around. Mm -hmm. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, if anybody's interested, his band is Deepest Darkest. They have three EPs out. Uh, they play a lot here in the Northwest. And also check out if you have kids, and even, honestly, even if you don't have kids, check out the other band he's in, Ants, Ants, Ants. Um, they are incredible. If you don't want to just listen to super lame oftentimes very digital auto-tune kids music that will just absolutely drive you nuts. Ants, Ants, Ants is kind of modeled after the Beatles. It's it's very like that style of rock. It's well-written. And I actually saw these guys live with my kids um, a few weeks ago, and I was getting goosebumps because this band is so tight. They are pro professional, incredible musicians, and they're making kids music that adults can appreciate too. They were so fantastic. I was blown away. Um, ants, 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 <laughs> check them out. And in case you're wondering, my name is Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon. And considering the theme of tonight's episode, I want to just take an extra minute here as well and thank my wife, Sandra. She is behind the scenes of everything that goes on at the float shop and is never on the pod because she's like watching the kids while we're doing this. And um, even today, we we talked about her joining tonight's episode. And, uh, you know, as it turns out, she has a very important meeting while we're recording. So she can't join. But I just want to give a tremendous thanks to Sandra, who, uh, as much as it's my voice each and every week on the podcast, uh, she's doing at least 90% of the work behind the scenes, and I'm just blah, blah, blabbing about it. So thank you, Sandra. Um, yeah, that's me. I'm Dylan. Hey, everybody. It's Kim Hannon. I own Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in southern Indiana with my handsome husband, who, interestingly enough, just got a different job. And so it's super weird that mm. like he's not there now so i've been picking up a whole lot of slack um on the the float center side so we'll talk about that in a little bit and this is drew from new hampshire float in new hampshire and um i don't own new hampshire float anymore <laughs> i guess that's a big change that has happened and what? as we are talking about the history and kind of reminiscing um I guess I would just say that the art of the float has been a huge part of my life. And uh, even when I was not a co-host, it was something that was a major part and influence into my success. So I look forward to reminiscing a little bit about that. And hello, everyone. This is Gloria from Float 60. And now I guess I can also say the Great Lakes Sports Hub with my husband, Bobby Morris. Uh, really great to see everybody tonight. It's been a minute. Okay, so uh, we, have, we have some catching up to do. But first, I think we should talk about what's going on with Art of the Flow and just kind of get this out of the way which is this is our last podcast recording together. This mm, is this is the don't last Don't say one. that. <laughs> I know. No. We can't talk about that yet. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Nothing like ripping the band Oh, and Drew was like, cool, I'm, I'm out. Drew's yeah. out. <laughs> I'm out of here, bitches. Great. Wouldn't be a podcast <laughs> recording without technical issues. Great. Hopefully, hopefully Drew jumps back on here. Um, oh, great. This is going to be a fun one to edit. Love, love it. Um, Don't bother editing. Just 
keep it like this. Just It'll be it entertaining. Like the whole thing it's is like just bloopers. This is this yeah. is how we roll every oh, every time. Oh, we'll keep this part, but I just mean splicing in his audio. I need to just line up both both tracks now and <laughs> and video as well because we also are on YouTube. These beautiful faces. So check us out on YouTube. Um, everybody seemed to dress up tonight too. By the way, gosh, everybody looks amazing. Um, I assume it's only because it's our final episode. You guys all dressed up, so thank you no, for that. No, I thought about putting on a sparkly gown, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. a tiara. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I should have worn one of my girls' tiaras. It is. I wore black because I am in mourning, given that this is the end of the art of the float. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Well, and and let me elaborate on that a little bit here while we wait for Drew to jump back on. Hopefully, or is he just like, yeah, I'm I'm out. Actually, there's a chat. No, let me he, see what he, he said. was having internet issues. Okay. Um. So uh, basically, if if you have been listening for any amount of time, you know that we, for a very long time, were extremely consistent with our episodes. Um, once a week was was the thing, and and that was something when I first started it. Um, whether it was uh, and and I'll get to this a little bit more later but whether it was the blog or whether it was um the podcast it was it, it needs to be weekly so people can look forward to it expect it in their inbox if this is the thing they want it it's uh, there's just that consistency that i think is important for uh, media content um we did a really good job with that for a very long time um, we would take you know um holiday breaks and all that stuff december and plan on starting on January 4th and, and then, you know, end up on February 28th, starting back up. But um, overall, once we were going, we we're going this last year, basically the wheels came off the wagon and it was just so hard uh, for all of us to continue creating content. And um, as Gloria already mentioned, uh, not to throw Gloria under the bus by any means, but Gloria has been incredibly busy with uh, her new business prospects and We've all just been incredibly busy. And my so, job. I and, actually oh, have a job. Yeah. And you own float job. centers. It's like <laughs> you you don't quit. I don't know how you do. I don't well, I never have understood it's, it's, how you do it's it. It's been a lot for sure. Um so yeah. Uh basically it's it's something we haven't been able to to maintain and continue all of us getting on the pod together. As much as we love seeing each other, it is truly the highlight of my week when we do get to see each other. It's so nice. Um, but yeah, so we're deciding, let's just make it official. Let's have an official goodbye here. Talk about our experiences, maybe talk about the future. I think we'll have a few fun surprises in today's episode as well. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then I, I guess I might as well talk about it now as well, but, um, I do plan on recording future Art of the Float podcast episodes. There will just be no regularity to it whatsoever. Um, the, the time commitment for uh, editing, I know I could just literally hit record and then post it, but to go in and edit it and master it and upload it and create the social media, all that stuff, it, it takes about a day and a half, including recording. It's a surprising amount of time, even when I'm um, you know working pretty efficiently on it. So um, it's uh, already been nice to have my time back with our lack of consistency, just having more time in my week uh, has been pretty great. Um, but, uh, yeah, when something important comes up, uh, we're, we're going to have a one-on-one -on -one interview. Um, and, uh, or if, if Kim wants to join and we could talk about a topic, that's great. Um, but otherwise, um, they'll only be popping up when, when it's something important here. Um, or when I deem it to be something important. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's going on with me and the podcast, but let's turn the tables to you guys. It, it's been a long time since we talked and I'm just curious what's 
what's been going on, guys? Anything like interesting? Drew has the biggest news. So Drew, go uh, first. I would disagree and say Gloria does, but I guess <laughs> vote related, I probably have the biggest yeah. news. And, there we go. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess I'll talk about having sold my business and um, having transitioned to a new owner and uh, being freed up from the day-to-day business of running a float center. And it has been awesome. The new owners are awesome. Uh, they're doing a great job. And um, I'm really excited about the future for the space. They're adding other services, which I think, as uh, we may talk about later, I think it's very difficult to be just a straight float center these days. And having other services, I think, is a great idea. And um, at some point, will probably be a necessity if it is not already. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've been not really working. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been great. I'm uh, taking my time getting back to to work. And I am trying to, we talked about it before, I'm trying to start a glamping business. And uh, I've looked at all the land I can look at. So I'm just kind of taking my time figuring it all out. But I am definitely enjoying not, um, I don't want to make it sound negative, right? But when the way I operated the business, I was there every single day. And I never really figured out that piece of hiring employees and managing the people and managing the business. I was working in the business. So um, as far as not having that, it has been an incredible relief uh, and a big pile of food taken off my plate. So, um, you know, I'm still paying attention to the float world. I'm still interested in floating. I still consume float-related material, and I'm still learning. It's something I think I'll always be interested in. And so I'm not so far. I just recently, um, I know Kim is in the group for the Wave Float Tanks. I was responding to someone trying to help him out in the, in the you Wave You can't help yourself, owners. can you? You just can't get away. No, no, no. I, I, and I still feel like that, um, you know, how the, when, when we started, there was a lot of giving back and mm-hmm. I still feel that. So when someone throws a message on there in the middle of the night and they're having a problem, I feel that I still feel that. Right. And, um, I know what it's like to need answers and not mm. be able to get them. So yeah, I'm still helping out where I can. And, um, you know, it's hard to go from from doing something that you were doing, you know, every day for years. I had six plus years of it to all of a sudden one day you're not doing that. And, um, you know, mentally, there's some things you have to go through to transition to that. And there was definitely some um, struggles in that. You know, it's one. it's like yeah, I want to move on and do different things, but I, it meant a lot to me and mm. I put a lot into it. And so it's um, one of those things of trying to manage the good and the bad, the positives and negatives. Gloria, you have a question? <laughs> Can you believe I raised my hand and didn't just blurt it out? I don't know what's going on. I'm so it's our last and, episode. Yeah, now we're I, gonna I'm abide totally rules. changing my deviant behavior and just being uh, very polite. What um, is happening? What, is what happening? I'm curious about you know, with me, I don't have the direct relationships with customers. There's a couple, but because I haven't worked in my float centers ever, and certainly not in seven years, I'm wondering how much your clients actually miss you. You were so much the face of your brand. 
and I deliberately never did that. How is that being handled by them and how are you handling it? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And, um, so I w I don't know how it's being handled by them. I assume it's being handled well because it, I still, I still look at the, um, you know, look at the schedule and I'm still involved in, I guess, I don't, I don't know if consulting is the right word, but I'm still kind of helping to oversee things. So I still see the people who are showing up and I see the same name showing up. Um, there's definitely, I, I've been thinking, especially as the holidays are coming about making a list of people that I often think about that I don't talk to anymore. And all of a sudden we don't see yeah. each other. And I, I've That's been thinking nice. of going through and shooting off some emails because I do think about them. It is weird to now not be there and where, yeah. you know, it's kind of a weird thing. Is it a business? It's a little bit more than a business as you get to know these people mm -hmm. and they share their personal stories. So now I know pretty personal information and boom, I'm gone. Mm. Right, right. right. So, did you give them the, uh, sorry, I'm just yeah. blasting the questions, but um, did you give them, did you have a chance to, I know sometimes when you're selling it's sensitive, but did you give them a heads up that it was happening or did they walk in one day and see a different through twin brother? There could have been a little bit of both of that. Yeah, I think there was okay. a, a little bit of both. Um, everyone's known I've been trying to sell. The signs have been up there. People would ask me about it every time they came in. Right. Hey, any progress? Nope, all right. Um, but then, yeah, that's something I kind of wish I had done was have like a little, looking back, I, that's one thing. I wish I had a block of time where I said, hey, I'm going to be there if you want to come by, say goodbye. Yeah. Um, you know, and and say hello, say goodbye and, um, have that opportunity. Maybe the but. owners would welcome that. You know, you could be like a big draw guest <laughs> appearance by Drew. Yeah. And, and I'm still floating. Right. So I bump, but I, we have three float tanks. So I see two other people when I'm there and, yeah. um, I've definitely thought I, I'll look at the schedule as I'm trying to pick my float and see who's floating. If I can get in on a time where <laughs> it's somebody that I know say hello <laughs> So it was more of like a see you later versus a goodbye because mm -hmm. this is still my community. This is still my local float center. This is still a place where I bump into people at like, I'll be in the grocery store and say that person's floated before. I don't know. I forget their name. So still my area. Yeah. So it was one thing that's one thing I would have done differently for sure is designated a block. And, you know, after two years of trying to sell, I was, at a point where I'm like, I'm out, I need, I need space. Mm. And I think with the transition also, all of a sudden you have someone new coming in to your space, into this place that you built and ran a certain yeah. way. And <clears throat> you guys know I'm a passionate individual. So <laughs> I also feel there was definitely the, the best thing I think was this like step back and allowing the new owners to start to, you know, establish their Take own relationships. Own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's weird. Like there's no answers to that. You, you just kind of yeah. figure out, do do your best. And, you know, by the time it was time for me to take a step back, I was ready to take a step back and mm -hmm. I needed to not think floating and just kind of shut off. And over the last couple of weeks, I've actually been thinking about it a lot more, reminiscing a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going through those stages of grief, right. Where it's like, um, I don't know necessarily that I've been angry about it, but I've definitely 
you know, had these feelings and I, I think I've come to acceptance and, hmm. um, yeah, it's, a, you know, it's definitely not easy. I think for anyone who starts a float center and then, uh, or wellness center and then steps away from it, if you cared about it, it's not going to be easy. So yeah. Trying to manage those things. Maybe, um, maybe the, part of the deal. new owner should just get a, a Drew cutout. Just a, some yeah. cardboard they can put up with yeah. Drew there. I can tell that they add extra muscles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking we'll, of we'll extra muscles, I have, I have to tell the listeners what's going on in the background here. Maybe, maybe Dylan's going yeah, to It's weird. It I was like, out. that doesn't sound like a dog. I, why is there a noise coming from Gloria's room that's not no, a dog yipping? There's, no, what, what is there's no background here. That's not what I meant. I was talking about what's going on in the background with conversations uh, uh, on the side. Oh. Oh, oh, so sorry. for so everybody sorry. that's listening and seeing us, I picked up when Drew first joined the podcast and mm. we were chatting before we went live that you look radiant, you look rested, you look relieved, you look <laughs> elated, you look just amazing. And then, of course, what did he do? He showed us his freaking abs. And then <laughs> if that wasn't enough of sensory overload, well, I mean, just, it, just it, wait, is, is you're it, not off the hook. Yeah, I mean, come on, like we can't mention that without Drew. You got to show those apps. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, so last chance going viral. Sure. This is it. This is the last, last episode. Last chance going viral here. This is it. Woo! Dude, nice. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's enough. That's, I'll, I'll add some that's pixels. enough. Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! This is G. That is slim. Tough lighting. Okay. Tough lighting. Okay, this wait. Puts okay. in the work. So, puts in the work. listeners, you're welcome because if I didn't like interject with that, you wouldn't have had that eye candy. Uh oh. Uh oh. Now, part, Drew is taking part, off the shirt. Wow. Okay. Okay, Drew. Enough. Enough now. I keep it's taking Dylan. my clothes off. Now she's saying enough. The, the reason why I brought this up is because as we were on the phone, all of a sudden my phone went off. As we were talking, all of a sudden my phone went off. And Dylan is showing us pictures <laughs> of his. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to participate in this. I might have lost a pounds or two, but... Dylan, you look great too. Like, what's going on with you? What are you talking about? That was my that's my before picture. What are you talking about? Oh well, okay. Well, let's, I was let's I was see not planning on being in our final let's episode. Huh? Well, all I'm saying, just to close it out, Drew. Congratulations. You guys are ridiculous. Yes, thank you. You look amazing. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for the new owners. Like, what a gift they have in you. You know, you're you're checking in. It's just like the perfect exit, right? So uh, totally. that I'm gonna talk with you offline because I do have for me and we can go in any order here, but um, I'd like to talk at some point about my plans for float 60 in, in the future. Um, and I'd, I'd love to talk to you more about that offline Definitely. in terms of how you structure that. So Definitely. yeah. I hear Drew, Drew's looking for some float centers to buy now, right? Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I, 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 Kim, I thought you were buying float 60. Remember yeah, I, I offered them to you for a dollar each? For a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Dollar yeah. each. I'm, dollar I'm each. I'm working on saving mm. for that. So I can. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and Dylan, not to let you off the hook, why are you sending these pictures? What's going on with you? Well, I, uh, you know, I had a whole plan for the show, Gloria, and now you have to we just go and do that. What, have we ever had plans? To, let's just talk. People oh, just should we just talk? Here. Yeah, that's yeah, true. This is talk. our first planned episode we've ever had. That yeah. is fair point. <laughs> okay, so. Well, now, now I feel I like an urgency to send you an updated picture because that is my. Oh, uh, is that what you were doing? Okay, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. Like, 
Hold on. Okay, so maybe when take, he's take a quick selfie. I had, a, I had an AC joint separation, and it. Uh, oh, this is so embarrassing. Ay, 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 ay. And it's live on the. It's embarrassing. You, you just sent two photos so of yourself without a shirt on. What's up? You said they were the bad photos. I you sent the send bad the photos. Good ones. Yeah. I should send the, the good before. ones before. I don't. Maybe not bad, but the before. So it, I mean, you know. So we basically, I had an AC joint day. separation. It. It, it. They. They think it's from falling from bouldering and. Um, I, I I don't know if I got like clinically depressed, but I felt very down because I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't lift my arm up. I, I couldn't climb. I couldn't do anything. I was like, wow, I'm 40. Is this the end of me as like a physical person of like being active and doing anything? And I was really in the dumps about it. It wasn't healing. I was doing um, PT moves to help it. And it, it just wasn't, wasn't moving forward. And then I go to see my chiropractor and she's the one who, who uh, took the before pictures that you have on your phone um and yeah see where i podcast from the pictures never go through so it'll be i don't know let me know if they show up um and uh basically she said get get a pt and i was like a, a physical therapist she's like no a personal trainer and i was like well, a personal trainer she's like yeah get a personal trainer so i i uh, got a personal trainer who works out of the gym i go to at uh, the bouldering out of the yeah, circuit right oh it just go. came through yeah it just came through the ones man okay looking good whoa and, well, okay thank you thank you for those um, okay geez, don't look at that smolder Hold on. Oh yeah, I know. I don't know how to take a shave the chest the, hair a little that. bit. Well, you got to you got to manscape. This yeah. this shoulders disaster. are looking nice and round. Good genetics. Thanks. Thanks. Biceps yeah. got a nice vein. Nice Damn, muscularity. Son. <laughs> 45. So, how old are you? Uh 40. 40. Good. Yeah, and after the pot, I want to talk I about your diet old. too. Um, but, uh, anyway, um, you guys are kids. The, the personal trainer was just fantastic in, in working around my pain and still strength training. And then where I was like not moving my arm and probably causing more issues because of that, he got me moving dynamically and, uh, yeah. Oh, and I will say I started going like once a week, maybe twice a week. And then now I go consistently three times a week. I just, it's what I look forward wow. to. I love it. And, nice. Um, so how long? What what was the time frame between that before and after? That's six months. It's it's not oh, very long. Yeah, awesome. Um, wow. It's, it's kind of crazy. Wow. Congrats. Um, yeah, thanks. Congrats. It feels feels good. And I think I've said it on the pod before, or maybe it wasn't on the pod, but Drew and a buddy up in Seattle are my inspos, my inspiration. So uh, for for fitness, um, as somebody also who used to do tons of jujitsu, well at least ground fighting, grappling based off jujitsu, but without geese. Um, uh, I see Drew on social media still doing it and loving it. And I don't think I can do it anymore with the AC joint issue. Like, I think I'm officially have to bow out and never consider jumping back in. Damn, Gloria's got the biceps too. She's been pumping iron too. I've been pumping. Show us. Let me try to, it doesn't look too good on camera, but um, it's better than it was. Send us your fitness photos. No, thanks. Show them on the air. (laughs) No, thanks. I'm good. (laughs) No, but and, and Kim, are, are you are you doing anything like wellness related? Because I know you were the last sure. time we talked, you were going through a lot of testing and yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm <clears throat> a different kind of wellness. Um, so I can't work out much right now. Like I try to just get some gentle movements in. But um, earlier, well, truly, like it, especially if you've listened to the podcast for many years, you you've heard a little bit of things here and there. And I've had random diagnoses over like this is a thing that's happening and this is a thing that's happening and then this year we finally figured out we think um kind of what it all 
falls into. Um, but for several years, honestly, I've had just things. And uh, I took a trip to go camping uh, this summer. And uh, Ayahuasca? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, my dad no was there. My kids oh, were okay. there. No, none of that uh, good fun stuff. But um, uh, ironically, I tended to really get the sickest uh, when I would take a break because I would suddenly slow down and um, it all would hit me. And that's what happened on this trip. And I landed in the ER, uh, or I'm sorry, in the urgent care and uh, had several different doctors who have told me that they think I have lupus. And mm. so uh, for if you're not familiar, lupus is an autoimmune condition. It is, there's no cure. Um, you can go into remission, but it can cause chronic pain, um, everything from migraines to like uh, edemia, severe swelling, it can attack your kidneys. It can attack your brain. It can do a lot of things. A lot of people who have it uh, end up having to go on chemotherapy. Um, you mm. know, it, it can attack each person in a totally, totally different way. Wow. And so what I've learned, though, is that I have to really manage my stress. Um, I had a, a pretty severe bout where my face was the telltale because I couldn't hide that. Like I could hide pain or, you know, hide swelling or hide whatever else was happening. Um, and my face turned like severely inflamed uh like mm -hmm. I, I couldn't hide it no matter how much makeup i was putting on and so i finally got it checked and i'm still waiting to get into a specialist now because i've had some insurance changes and things and i have to get a referral from a primary care and my primary care fired me because they don't take my insurance anymore and all that fun stuff but um, so i've had to really back off and kind of take it easy for a couple months and um for the most part it's been really good uh i had a a, a literal run-in with a semi two weeks ago and it came inches from pancaking me and my car almost flipped over and the experience of it like was enough on my mm -hmm. nervous system that it triggered another flare for and sure. so for two mm -hmm. weeks I've been dealing with mm -hmm. that and thankfully um, I'm feeling a lot better but I have to go for I do weekly acupuncture and float uh, and that really really helps to keep all of my symptoms at bay um, crazy stuff. If I get even the slightest chill, it triggers pain and I'm in bed for a few days. And um, so like my life has like really, really shifted in the past six to nine months or so. And I have to be really careful about being outside in the sun, being outside in the cold, being outside mm -hmm. at all. So mm -hmm. I'm rocking this porcelain skin look. Um, <laughs> well, but, you also uh, look radiant. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I wasn't expecting to hear anything but positive but yeah. you, you look great you're you know hopefully you're on the other side of it I guess the worst thing is not knowing what it is and now mm -hmm. you know it sounds like you're moving in that direction so yeah. Dylan I did I completely derail your plan no it's all good uh one one thing I'll, I'll mention is Kim and I talk on the phone every once in a while and uh she always says like I I, I feel a lot better than I sound or says something to that effect. I, I'm not going to do an impression of your voice. I feel like it'd be insulting, but <laughs> her, her voice goes out. She's like, I, yeah. just so you know, I feel good. It just sounds like this at the end I of just, the day. Or I sound like I've had, you know, throat cancer for about 50 <laughs> years. Um, oh. And you can hear it like it kind of scratches in and out right now. But that's from one of the medications that I'm on for uh, eosinophilic esophagitis. Uh, so if oh anybody ever has EOE, I'd, I'd be happy to chat with what I've learned. Um, but that is also something that falls under the umbrella of lupus. Um, so, mm. yeah, pretty crazy times. But uh, so, Kim, you really me. have to manage Forces. your your time. Mm. 
because you yeah. obviously need rest. So I me- I remember at the peak of things you were you were working here, you're working there, you got your other businesses, you're involved in the industry, you're on mm-hmm. multiple boards. Are you still doing all of that stuff? <laughs> Great question. Drew. What's on your plate? I am. Um, and, you know, my husband uh, took a regular job. You know, he he's working from home, but he's working a full time nine to five from home. And so that means that I'm really taking on a lot more at the center and and all of that. So I've, I've spent a lot of time like reflecting on where do I want to put my energy and on. I'll be completely transparent here. Like I go back and forth between bowing out of all of the industry stuff and just focusing on my center hmm. and then saying, no, I really want to put more energy into industry stuff. And I don't know what the answer is. And I, I can't decide. Uh, so I just kind of go with what feels right in the moment. And so there are times that I put industry stuff on hold or on the back burner and really focus on where I feel passionate in the moment. Um, but I do, I have to plan rest. Uh, typically, I spend one day a week in bed, uh, literally in bed to to recover. Um, and to to be able to function the other six days of the week. So um, I'm not backing down yet. I'm just being very, very intentional and having to hold some firm boundaries that I didn't necessarily always hold. And so I will not respond to email at night. I will not respond to email um, over the weekends. I don't work on projects late like that. Like I really have to shut down, take a break, take care of body, mind, and float like crazy. I'll be doing that. Mm-hmm. But Kim, I really want sure. you to... Your feedback on my latest selfie. Like, come on, how's my bills coming <laughs> in? Oh, yeah. I have to wait till morning but... now. You do. Um, can can I ask about your mental health through all of this? Yeah. So you're talking about the yeah. physical stuff. How are you yeah. doing? Um, you know, I had some dark days. Um, I really, really had some dark days, and um, thankfully, you know, like like I said, my acupuncturist, and if you were at the float conference, you got to meet Sarah Beth. Um, she is like my little guardian angel and truly takes the best care of me. And all I have to do is walk in and just say, it's, it's, it's too heavy right now. And she works her magic and really does help me a lot. Um, and I also normally, whenever I feel that way, I would try to just like pick myself back up and go and like, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I think I've really learned this year to kind of give myself a break and, and allow myself to experience whatever I'm feeling right. instead of just trying to ignore it and, and kind of mm. push it to the back burner, like to really sit with it and to, to feel like, wow, this is a big life change for me. And this is something that I'm going to have to learn how to deal with. And um, that that has been a little bit of a, a hard thing to accept, really. Um, but overall, for the most part, I mean, really, 95% of the time, I'm doing great and um, trying to do the things that I love and really, like, putting as much, if it's not urgent and it doesn't need me right now, it, it has to wait a minute. Um, so I think that kind of helps to free up a little bit, too, and, and to recognize I have a choice in everything I'm doing. So. I'm very happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. Also, I still cannot blame yeah. <laughs> what you do. Kim also has a family, right? Like She has a husband and kids that require attention. Yeah. Limits are good and they're okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, before we um, move on, can I actually go back to Drew real quick here and ask, what is it like for you, your wife, with you not working all the time at the center? What is oh, what has that been like? Great, great question. <laughs> so I I go out of my way to make sure the house is clean, nice, and to say thank you for working hard because I am. Um, you know, I'm 
not working right now. Right, so, right. Um, you know, she is awesome and says, I've earned that for the last six years of all the efforts that I put into the float center. But I humbly will never take advantage of that. And I'm not just sitting at home being a slug. I'm getting a yeah. lot of projects done that were right. on the, oh, yeah, I'll do that next weekend, do that <laughs> next weekend. And it's yeah. been six and a half years and didn't get done. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm trying to contribute in other ways and cool. to um, be as low stress as possible. I don't know if I succeed at that all the time, but... Um, yeah, I, she's been great. Mm -hmm. She's on board and knows how hard I work. She thinks, um, you know, I've earned it. And as long mm -hmm. as I think she's cool with it, as long as, you know, if she's coming home from work and the place is a mess. I don't think she would be too happy with that, sure. but yeah. I try to make sure the dishes are done. I'll light a candle before she comes home, make sure her space is clear and uh, try to be, you know, cognizant that she's awesome. working and I'm not. So cool. Yeah. Well played. Yeah. I think it's important to have, and I, I don't know that we ever did an episode on it. I know we talked about it, but, you know, having a good partner that um, you can manage a business with. I, and I don't think it's just with oh, businesses, as mm -hmm. I think we'll get into with Gloria in a little bit here. But any business, if one person or both are entrepreneurs, and um, you have to manage that. And we all know what that's like, and it can be difficult. And I think if you don't have someone who supports you, it makes it that much more difficult. So if anyone out there is listening and you're getting, you're just bumping walls, you know, bumping your heads in, and bumping into walls at home, it does add to the stress of trying to run a business. So for people who are in the support system, I encourage you to be positive and be supportive and to, you know, just keep in mind, it's a very, very difficult position for people to be in. Mm. And if they're not getting support at home, it makes it that much more difficult, you know. Thanks, Drew. Amen. And Gloria, I promise, I promise, I want to know what's going on with you. I promise. But Kim, can I just ask one more question from you too, which is uh, <laughs> talking about lupus, like you were, you were saying it can go into remission, there's no cure. What does your next six months, year and lifetime look like? Considering this is like the final episode, I, I, I don't want to leave people on like a cliffhanger of where Kim is, like what's yeah, Kim's potential yeah. future and yeah, um, I am still waiting for the official diagnosis, which can only come from a rheumatologist, and it is really hard to get in to see them. So I okay. have um, calls out to several rheumatologists and um, really have to go back to kind of ground zero. I've had four different doctors now look at me and say, I'm pretty sure this is lupus. I'm pretty sure this is lupus. And so um, I had two options. One was to suffer until I could get the diagnosis, and the other was to use the tools that I have at my fingertips and feel good while I'm waiting for the diagnosis. It might also prolong the diagnosis officially uh, even further because if I'm not suffering, then they may not take it as seriously. Um, and uh, I chose to use the tools that I have and just keep living my life and I don't wanna be miserable. And um, it's a true test, you know, honestly, to all of the modalities that I use to, to keep me going. And so, mm -hmm. I don't plan on slowing down. I do know that, you know, some things might have to change a little bit if I do get that official diagnosis um, within the next couple of months. I have some procedures scheduled and um, some appointments scheduled to kind of go back and visit on, on those sorts of things. But um, there could still be some stuff happening inside my body that I don't know about. Um, if it is attacking my kidneys, if it's attacking my brain, if it's doing any of that kind of stuff, I don't know what to say, you know, what, what happens if, sure, if that's the case. Um, but in the meantime, I'm just going to keep going. You know, I'm... 
working on uh, launching a new learning library for the industry. I've kind of hinted at it over the years, but um, <laughs> Stephanie and I have actually been building it. Stephanie is, uh, works with me, and if you were at the Float Conference, you got to meet her. Um, but she is currently out. She had the baby um, in Congrats. November, early November. So her baby's about hey, a month old now. And um, wow. when she gets back, we'll continue building. Um, and then I started... A solo project. It's a very lonely, quiet space. Um, there are no dogs barking and none of you guys like, you know, flexing and, and showing your stuff. But I only got a couple of episodes out this year. Ooh, sweaty. Good Lord. <laughs> it's warm in this office. It's, it's Somebody say us. flex. Oh. <laughs> it will never be the same. Um, but I did a couple of episodes and then, um, honestly, like I had a bunch of those that I had started recording and that's when I got Mm -hmm. really, really sick actually. Um, and I have an episode that I recorded, uh, while I was on the camping trip, I just haven't put it out there yet. It's probably the most vulnerable thing I've ever recorded. Um, so at some point I may put that out, but, um, I'll be picking that up again and, uh, you know, launching that for 2024. And cool. really kind of picking up on the, the, and there'll be micro podcasts, really short to the point, um, quick things, since I don't have fun people to sit and chat with and tell stories with. Um, and, and I and like then, that about your pod is how, how in and out they are. I was like, let's get right to yeah. it. Goodbye. Yeah. But, and you know, I got to say, we have trouble the... scheduling with this. Like, maybe we should all just join your podcast. <laughs> I know. It'll be easy, It might just right? work for your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, you know, we celebrated five years at Sukino recently. And so I am really trying to also invest some uh, energy back into the float center and um, continue to grow my team and grow their skills and really kind of step up some of our marketing efforts and things again. You know, we're still solid right now. And if it weren't for damn inflation and all, mm-hmm. all of the expenses going up, we would be really great right now. Um, our numbers look great until you add that expense line in there. Mm. And, you know, that's been our biggest challenge. So that's part of what I'm I'm kind of focusing on is really fine-tuning our, you know, how we're spending the money that's coming in and, and really just keeping the team energized and skilled. And we've got two new folks who started after, after our last podcast, actually. And then I've mm. had one team member who left and came back. Um, it has been a minute, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so uh, a few changes there, and you know, but uh, I really want to invest some time into that team. They're they're pretty awesome group of folks, and I really want to be there for them so that they can continue to show up for our guests. Yeah. So not Can much changing. Never cease mm-hmm. to impress me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on, I think we should go to our next section here. Oh wait, wait, wait. Gloria, Gloria, has anything gone on with you? Do you have a, no, no? no. Okay, next. cool. Anyways, so next. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Gloria. Tell We've us about been... your new baby. Gloria had a okay. baby. Oh, yes, guys. yes, yes. Okay, so a couple of things. I've been pregnant. Most of the people didn't know <laughs> that I was pregnant. This is a bad I've joke. been pregnant for two years. <laughs> and okay, uh cool. yeah i'm 53 years old <laughs> so that that's happened since the last time we talked i was 52 so uh but yeah i've been um incubating this child um my husband and i had a combination of forces and uh, this is the first business we have actually operated together he has no um involvement with any of my float 60 locations and i have four 
So this was really the combination of what he's been doing the last decade and then my business literally having a baby. So we just gave birth Friday night, um, December 1st. Great, beautiful location. I don't how know many, how many pounds an ounce. How many pounds? But, uh, <laughs> a yeah. lot. There, it, it, a it's thirty-three thousand square feet um, in the bubble, and another twelve thousand square feet here in the uh, clubhouse. So it's a lot of stuff going on here. It's quite insane. Um, this is way bigger than anything I've ever done. I started Float Sixty nine years ago. Which let's just take a step back. When you said you Sakino's been open for five years. I I couldn't believe it. And then I was like, God, I think I've been, I'm going on nine years. It's, it's insane since I entered into the float business, but um, yeah, we're all a little bit older and a little wiser, aren't we? (laughs) Or crazier, uh, more burnt out, something like that. Yeah. 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 uh, (laughs) We should be. (laughs) Drew is. Drew's doing great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And you know, the, the other thing with me, like, again, I've operated a very different model because I have a wonderful staff and, you know, I've, we've worked with a general contractor. So I have not been, you know, in a day to day situation where I'm hammering nails. Right. But, uh, I've, I've had a very intense day job. Um, my tech job, um, I've been working in tech for 20 years. I'm busier than I've ever been in 20 years. So it's been a real balance for me. I too have had to You manage. are the most busy person. Like I think you and Kim are like, do this with busyness. So well, you're it's, my top two. Oh my God, how do these people do it? So to, for you to say that is unreal. It's it's just, uh, you know, I hate the word busy because we're all busy in our own ways. Sure. But um, I like to occupy you, my time well. Yeah. And I, I love it, right? I think for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to just be very transparent here. I'm very excited about what my husband and I just built, but I think I'm sad because at this point I know I am no longer going to be building. And for those that know me, I've I've discussed this before. I am a builder. I like to take things from an idea to putting into plans, to executing and bringing it to life, giving birth. And then I'm ready to do the next build birth, right? Mm-hmm. And at this point, like, that's just not even possible, right? Because this is such a massive undertaking. So I'm a little sad. I'm a little sure. sad that my building phase in life is likely over for mm-hmm. my particular projects. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've reached You like being pregnant. Point. You're one of those women that just I love. I love being pregnant. <laughs> yes. First, that's absolutely true. And I love the babies. Like, I, I'm, I have such mm-hmm. great pride in all my babies. Um, but, yeah. So it's a little bit, it's weird. It's weird to, to know that now I'm in this state of, okay, no more contractors to yell at. <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah. wild. Because there's only been one year in the last nine that I wasn't in some kind of building transition. Even in 2020, I was going and I was acquiring Lake Zurich. Mm-hmm. So... There's never been one year. The only year was 2019 that I had no other building projects. So it, that's a really interesting realization. So what um, what's going on with your float tenders? <laughs> How do yeah. You- so yeah, I have you know I still I have four. I would have had five, but we had closed the second Chicago location. I think a lot of people 
didn't realize I had two in Chicago because a lot of times when I talk to people, they always think that I closed my Chicago location, but I still have my original Flow 60 that's in River North in Chicago and it's doing well. Um, it's, it's coming back. It's nowhere near what it was when we first opened. Um, you know, there's just so many other dynamics in the city of Chicago, but, uh, when I say nowhere near it is to your point, Kim, the revenue is mm. down a little bit, but the expenses are so much more right. And the outside influences of multiple things are so much more for one, we have four competitive float centers in the city of Chicago, okay. um, which to me, that doesn't really even, I don't see that as an impact because I see that as an opportunity for growth in the sure. industry. Sure. But we all, I think for me, the suburban footprint of float centers have really impact because people don't come into the city for many reasons right now. People stay away from the cities. So I'm uh, especially Chicago, I'm, Chicago's tough. These yes. Days. Yes. I mean, it's, it's really a sad situation. My son, he's 23. I think maybe the last time we, yeah, we, we've definitely talked since he's been one of the people working at my Chicago float center. He lives right downtown and it's a lot to know that, He's there. It's it's stressful, but it's also uh, reassuring. But anyway, that dynamic is is going on. Um, I have a wonderful director, as I always have, um, who's been really managing my float business. I'm, you know, ninety nine percent hands off, only the one percent because I want to be. But uh, yeah, that that kind of just those run, and eventually, I likely will sell. Um, at least one location, mm. uh, just because it's just far from me and it's not really um, in my community, but it's got a huge potential. So it'd be great to find somebody who would even partner with me that lives there and you know could take it to the next level. I just don't think I'm doing it justice and I don't have the time or emotional connection to the community to really to, to grow it. So we'll talk about that later, Drew. But um, yeah, yeah, right. Sounds like a great opportunity for somebody. It, it really is. I mean, what we've been able to do since, you know, just to remind, I bought that location March 1st of 2020. Oh, wow. Golly. Yeah. The height yeah. of the world falling apart. Right. Yeah. Two weeks later, Truly. the entire, yeah, everything shut down. So um, we're finally at to the point where I'm like, okay, that wasn't a mistake after all, <laughs> you know, but, mm. um, but yeah, I, you know, just on a personal note for those that, know me, know that I've been, um, in a cancer journey with my mom. She's, uh, doing okay, but we've gone through like three different types of chemo and, you know, every, every day is a gift. Uh, she's, she was able to be at my grand opening. She goes to the casino here and there. So she's still getting around. Um, but she's tired. It's, it's sad. Um, it's a difficult journey and, uh, yeah, just praying for her. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, we love you, Gloria. Yeah. And Absolutely. your mom. For mm -hmm. sure. Incredible Thank mama. Mm. And little Teresa mama. I don't know where I saw I, it on some social media. I saw her in your business and I thought that. Oh, was... she's so damn cute. That was just, that was just uh, yesterday. That was yesterday, okay. I think. Is, yeah. Can I throw up some of your business photos on our social media on Art of the Floats for this episode? Just so Please. people can see yes. your incredible Please. build. And yeah, maybe it, your mama too. I didn't even, yeah, I would love that. I would love that. And just because I didn't tell people what it is. So 
It's a sports facility. <laughs> yeah, it's the Great Lakes Sports Hub. Um, we have a a dome, which we call the bubble. That's like a 33,000 square feet bubble that has a full like major league size infield and seven um, cages. So that's really my husband's profession. That's what he does. He's He does this full time and he has for his whole life. The other building that was really the construction phase of this is a clubhouse. So it's half sportstainment. We have this amazing like baseball simulator for more, mostly for entertainment. It's not for hmm. training purposes. Um, I have a tenant that is a concession partner. They've been in business since 1960 with supplying Chicago pizza houses, pizza places. So they're actually serving pizza from our concessions. And then I just got a new tenant who's a physical therapist, who's going to be operating out of my recovery studio, which is like my modified float 60. It's everything yeah. but float tanks in infrared sauna, cold plunge, whole body cryo, local cryo, all the Norma tech hyper ice yeah. stuff. And now we have this amazing sports centric physical therapist. That's going to be renting space from us. And then the uh, other side of the clubhouse is this performance studio. So it's a, it's not a gym, but it's, a gym that has um, certified trainers, strength and condition, conditioning coaches that do one-on-one, two-on-one, mostly group team sports specific training. And then we have some really cool tech. Oh my God, you guys, you know how I love tech. Um, we have this thing called the Proteus. For those of you that watch the quarterback on Netflix with Patrick Mahomes and some of the top quarterbacks, they actually show them using this machine. It's like a rotational um, movement machine. It has all different kinds of things. You'd love it, Drew. True. You have to come, to, awesome. you have to, come to Crown Point, Indiana yeah. and check it out. And mm-hmm. then we have uh, the Reflection, which is like a mental agility uh, reaction training tool. But my favorite part of the whole thing, the whole eight and a half acres, do you know what my favorite part is? Being with your husband? No. The golf carts. Your no, pod, the, the no, the podcast recording studio. The, ah, the podcast recording studio that I'm not in right now because <laughs> it's chaos out there. And uh, mm-hmm. they took my door off today to change the locks it, and put it back. I'm like, what? great what day. I wanted to do Come on. We've got to show pictures of my podcast studio. That is like my prized That's possession. Sweet all my irony. Toys. Sweet irony. Yes. Yeah, all my toys are in there. It's it's like all my stuff and I got the screen that's like this big it's so cool it does so my look nerd, amazing it, my nerdiness is just on tilt at the moment with all my tech I wish we could have stand one it episode. one episode from that I know well maybe we will maybe we're we'll just do one so we'll just do yes, maybe just <laughs> one maybe just one we're changing yeah, the name that's the what it is the podcast um can I can I just jump in and add of course. that I don't know what you shared online, Gloria, but we have had the privilege of being able to see from re- you know artist renderings oh, right. uh, the day you bought the the whole eight and a half Go acres cards. and yeah. seeing what it looked like before as like a mini yeah. golf place. Yes, and, yes. Oh, I um, forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, it's been amazing, and I. Am very fortunate to be surrounded like people by people like you because mm. you're a doer. And there's a lot of people who talk shit and say, oh, "I want to do this, I want to do that." Yeah. We are people who not only have the idea but follow through and and accomplish things. And to see what you've done with that space 
over the last couple of years has been amazing. It's Thank to you. me very motivational and inspirational. And I think it is, it, you know, you had the ribbon cutting recently and it's like, wow, to go from, you didn't even have the land to no, what you've done with it is yeah. awesome. And I love being friends with you. And I just want to say that cry. it Damn is something it, you're that make me cry. it goes noticed. Thank sure. you. Thank you so much, it. you guys. Very and happy for you. Yeah, we see I'm you. I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm so grateful for, for all of you because, you know, this podcast and it's just so sad that we won't have this regular date because I considered it therapy, like <laughs> laugh therapy, <laughs> cry therapy. Uh, you guys have just therapy. been- Ab, yes, core work. <laughs> yes. Um, it's been truly amazing because business ownership is freaking hard. It really is. We have talked about so many things on this show and I don't know why I keep doing it. I'm, I really don't. I mean, it's not easy. It never gets easier. Do, have you guys ever stopped and said, this is easy? No, oh, it's, it's all in balance always now. Hard. <laughs> always hard. Every like, there's nothing easy about it. The weird None thing is, when it's easy, it's there's hard. anything like that, it's like, okay, what's the next project? How do I fill this space with yes. something new? Damn it! And, so and if everything's quiet, you're like waiting for the shoe to drop. You're like, okay, oh, wh sure. who's, what's going to happen next, right? So it's just total freaking chaos. Um, so thank you, all of you. I love all of you so much. And uh, I really appreciate those kind words. Um, but yeah. Well said, Gloria. Okay. We'll thank you, Gloria. How was far that? we've come, you know. Yeah. Yeah, when you said five years, and I even like commented on social media, maybe sent you a text or something, but hearing it out, I was like, five, that's a substantial amount of time to be running. Plus the business. two years yeah. before that we were prepping and studying and trying to figure out what the of hell course. this floating yeah. thing really was and how to do it right and learning from you guys and listening to every single episode of The Art of the Float and doing the, all of that. Um, wow. Yeah. Priceless information. Yeah. Priceless. I mean, honestly, like I, you know, as being one of the hosts, it's hard to, hard to say that, but I, I feel like we've, We've helped people. You know what? And that was one of the really sweet things at the last flow conference was uh, hearing from people about that and and uh, it actually making a difference. It's it's easy in this little chamber. Oh God, the pit stands. I'm gonna have to change shirts. Um, the uh, <laughs> should have worn an anti purse one. Drew's getting me all heated. But the um, <laughs> the no, uh, oh, I forgot what I was talking about. He's yeah, the, it, it just, the in in here it's it's easy to forget. You know, the internet it, it all it all goes out and it's not all connecting and everything, but then actually seeing people in person and, and hearing firsthand takes and everything from, from the pod was pretty meaningful. I think we really have had an impact on the industry, which um, has been the goal from the beginning. So there's a, value is always the number one ask of, of creating episodes. So I think, I think we might've hit that mark. If we want to do a little post-mortem on the podcast. I, I think mm -hmm. we can say that one was, uh, we can check that box. Considering this is our final episode here, I do want to reminisce a little bit about the past uh, of the podcast here and one of the, and, and I guess technically the future for Art of the Float as well. And one thing I really want to do is bring in um, a former very important part of Art of the Float. Hey! hey. Brian! Nice. Hey. You got it! Hello! Hey. Welcome back! Welcome, Brian! Welcome back. Oh my gosh! <laughs> So good to see everyone's smiling faces. Yeah. It's been a hey, while. We're 
It, we, it's, it's been a while been a for us to time. see each other. Kim, Gloria, Drew, mm. we haven't recorded a pod in a minute. So it's it's been a fun, special, special little get together here. Brian, uh, so for any more recent listeners, uh, Brian and yeah, I guess I'm, I'll just start at the beginning and Brian, feel free to add on here. But sure. Brian started out uh, and if I say BVP, I'm sorry, he gets very offended by it, but uh, it's the coolest little acronym. I don't think it's technically an acronym, but coolest moniker for Brian's uh, name, Brian Van Pesky. BVP. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we started out Art of the Float as 50-50 partners. Uh, I was obviously had started the shop with Sandra and um, wanted, felt like I had information that I could put out towards uh, the float industry to help them. And I didn't feel like I could do it on my own. Thankfully, Brian ran in in his, his Vibram shoes and said, uh, what did you say, Brian? <laughs> it was, uh, I, I'll, tell, I'll tell the story of the fateful day. So, mm. I was uh, I was out on a trail run and I was I was coming back home, and that day for whatever reason I decided to, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different route back home than what I usually take. Sending um, out my vibes. So went went you know three blocks up three blocks over on my way home, and uh, ran past the float shop, and, and at that time I had gone floating a few times, but on the east side of town I didn't know there was one in my neighborhood so. I was really excited. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a float center in my neighborhood. This is awesome. So I burst through the front door. I'm all sweaty, wearing my weird toe shoes. I'm like, hey, you guys got float tanks here? Um, and Dylan was, was at the front desk and he looked up at me and said, shh. Uh, and we've been best friends ever since. So that's the story of how we met. And uh, it started, that's the initial meet. And then yep. later on, of course, you um, wanted to start a blog and I'll hand it back to you to kind of well yeah i mean I, that. I i certainly felt like i had stuff i wanted to put out to the community but i feel like we both understood it it was a collaboration like it wasn't going to happen by myself you couldn't do it by yourself it was very much a 50 50 thing and um i started writing about pff, i don't know neck pillows maybe some water chemistry that kind of thing we made some some youtube videos that probably are still up there and um, and we were regular about it. Uh, you were the editor, you're behind the scenes, website, everything. Yeah, I guess I should elaborate on, on what that means. So um, you would make my junk writing look legible, read as, as coherent, <laughs> which I really appreciated uh, because I understand my writing skill. And, and then eventually, um, I, I don't even know how it started exactly, but um, reached out to two people I really admired. I had a, I had a vision, both like, Early, you know, hearing uh, like the sound and also, you know, newer business, more mature business, all of that, and reached out to two people I really admired. And Amy and Lance both said yes. Like, I mean, really to my surprise, uh, said, yeah, I'd totally, totally love to do that. And Brian, each and every night would be on the zeros and ones, uh, live mixing our, our podcast. And he was our producer and setting things up for us. And um, it was a, it was a wild time. I think that was even, yeah, that was pre kids, which is hard to even imagine a time yeah, back wow. then. Um, and I think it's, I think maybe I, I guess I don't have to say the business you started working out, but you started working, uh, full time at a, another job that, um, meant that you weren't able to be on the pod as frequently. And so I think his, his, uh, cause sometimes we would have him actually join the pod and it was, it was quite fun, but, um, 
then I think people didn't see who Brian was as much going forward from that because he wasn't on the podcast as much or he wasn't there that night, so we wouldn't be calling him out. But behind the scenes, he was still <laughs> maybe not working the zeros and ones on the podcast, but certainly the zeros and the ones on the website and emails and uh, the, the technical things that my brain doesn't um, you know, process in any form. Um, and uh, as Brian can attest, I am very much the, oh, I have an idea. Let's do that and implement <laughs> it immediately. And Brian is the one saying, first of all, don't announce that on the podcast. And B, <laughs> let's work out the plan for how to actually launch that. Um, so yeah, Brian, is there more that you want to add BVP? No, I think, uh, it's, it's been a great partnership, right? The, uh, I think you're, you're the yin to my yang, right? You're the, <laughs> the, 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 the push That's forward, so push forward with heart and, uh, and gut. And I'm the, let's take a measured approach, use logic, <laughs> figure out what's going to make best, uh, make, yep. make, uh, the best decision for everyone. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been awesome. a real journey. Yeah. Um, and I guess in that, to that end, like, is, is should we just go ahead and announce that, uh, within, I guess it's been like a, you, you could argue a year long process here or possibly, it seems like a year or something like that, a much longer process. And, and this is a very positive process, but it's been a very <laughs> long journey of, um, I have bought Art of the Float wholesale from Brian. So Brian is, is bowing out of the business and. Um, I'll be carrying the torch uh, forward here wow. for whatever time, length of time that means. But um, congratulations, and yeah. Brian, you will be missed for sure. <laughs> yeah. But congratulations, it's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to hand the reins off to Dylan and uh, see see what he wants to do uh, with the with the business and the <laughs> what kind of wild until, until whatever's next. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, thank you so much, and I. You're absolutely right. The yin and the yang uh, is, is absolutely true. Like, although I would say um, you also are guided by your heart as well. And so sure. like, I feel like we both align that way, which is why we get along so well. But yeah, you, you are certainly the more measured and, and I'm the, uh, I don't know, squirrel, let's go. And uh, so <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a good relationship. Um, but Brian, you would be proud of Dylan tonight. He really did try to have a plan. For where we were he going. did. It was my fault. I, I derailed it yeah, as right. usual. <laughs> Good. I'll um, count it. That counts as some points. Yes. So I, I wasn't sure when I wanted to play these, but I think this is the perfect time. I so unfortunately Gloria has a hard out. Um, she's a busy, busy, busy woman. So she will not be here for the entire episode. You know what? We're just gonna ask you to call in on your phone, Gloria, and just keep the pod going. Yeah, um, absolutely. But but um I want to so when we first started out, I don't know if it was actually Brian, you you have a better memory than I do. Mm -hmm. Um at some point, we decided we should have uh, people call in for the podcast. It was actually really cool. Uh, yes. So it wasn't live, although for God's sake, we did live episodes. And that was another major thing Brian did was like now they have tools for this kind of stuff. You can podcasters can do this. You can live stream and everything. But um, Brian would have it, 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 like just wires behind him, circuit boards going, and he'd be able to uh, bring people in live. We'd be live podcasting and people could join in and it was all video based as well. And it was, uh, honestly remarkable for being 10 years ago or however long. Yeah. That was way, way before. There's so many off the shelf tools now that, that you can just pick now? one and it'll do everything you need. But yeah, gosh, we had oh, to sort it out. Hi Gloria. Oh, hi Gloria. <laughs> yeah. We had to sort it out ourselves back then, uh, patching together 
the tools that were available. But we made and it happen. I think everyone got a lot of value out, to, out of those live sessions for sure. Super popular. Yeah. I, I feel like there was a lot of a lot of work on our end to get those and certainly a lot of work on your end uh, for those. Um, but uh, yeah, people love those. So the voicemails, I'm just, yes. I'm jogging my memory and I, I think I remember what they're called. Are you, speak uh, pipes, baby. Speak pipes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you awesome. remember? So I don't, I don't know if we did those right out of the gate or it was like, how do we get more community engagement going here? It was later here? on, yeah. It was later on. Okay. So um, I don't, I, I don't know why we ever got rid of them or like stopped announcing it. Maybe we just stopped talking about it, but they yeah. were a cool thing. They, they were cool. They, um, we got off. They were pretty splashy when we sure. announced them, but then we kept on saying, please leave us speak pipes and, and no more speak pipes were coming <laughs> okay. in. Yes. Uh, I forget why. I don't know if that was lack of interest or like people had trouble figuring out the whole speak sure. pipe platform thing. Again, uh, back in the day before everything was just an app, it was mm -hmm. a little more complicated. Yeah. Uh, but 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 cool at the time. Let me play the first speak pipe we ever received. Um, this this I will say this uh, used to creep me out, uh, but uh, now I, I enjoy it. Great, and it's not working. Fantastic. <laughs> just just what I hope for. Really? Come on. Tested it out beforehand, and everything they played, I renamed them so I could just go like bam bam bam. Well, technical glitches aside, uh, I'll, I'll pipe in the. Uh, we always fix it in post, right? That's that's always what we do. So uh, I'll play I'll play the first song for you guys here, and then I'll, I'll put the clear version up uh, over my audio file here. But uh, this was our first ever speak pipe. You say you're just a friend, but you say you're just a friend. Oh, telling you, you got what I need. But you say you're just a friend, but you say you're just a friend. Oh, telling you, you got what I need. But you say you're just a friend, but you say you're just a friend. Wow, really beautiful wow. stuff. That is amazing. I, I don't I, remember having songs. I thought they were just people, all our speak pipes were just people asking questions. Well, funny thing, uh, we actually got like four or five from that person. Still do not know. It was always <laughs> okay. a mystery of who this person was. I, <laughs> I thought I knew back then who it was. And I realized I, I really have no idea. It's a mystery. They'll, I'm sure there'll be another podcast about the mystery of this this <laughs> author. It'll be like an eight-part series. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love that. Creeped me out at the beginning. Cause I mean, back in the day, I don't know. I was like worried about stalkers or something. I don't know. And then, um, the others I can't play because like there's a hip hop diss track, which is hilarious, but it, it also could be a little bit mean. And so I don't want to put it out there. It calls out other, other people. It's, it's all in good fun, but I don't want to put it out there. Um, I will say there's a really cool Johnny Cash cover too, uh, about, uh, the podcast, but I don't want to eat up too much time. Um, okay. But uh, let's see here. Burr, 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 burr. Um, that was pretty fantastic. Do you know the date for that one, Dylan? Yeah. Well, ish. Ish, twenty fifteen. Um, yeah. yeah, probably. I think November first, twenty fifteen would be that one. Um, 
here here's a fun old call that we got it unfortunately the audio is really crappy but it's i still feel like it's exciting hi guys this is drew from the interflute just wanted to send a speed bite to say congrats on your 100th episode i have listened to all of them and many of them multiple times over can't believe the amount of information you guys share and i would not be where i am and my business partner are um, today if it weren't for you guys sharing that information you made me think it was possible you made us think it was possible so we appreciate it you guys give off tons of positive energy from producer brian lance amy dylan can't thank you guys enough very excited to uh to be part of the flow community now and hopefully it's it's part of my life and uh, can help a lot of people here in New Hampshire for a very long time. Thank you, guys. You rock. Wow. Wow. Do we know <laughs> what year that, that was? Full circle. That was wild. Um, you know, let me let me see if I can look it up real it's quick. Be I want like sixteen. 17? I want to say it's twenty seventeen. Um, let me see if I can oh. find it here. So, Drew, did Art of the Flow become part of your life? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> more ways than one. Never would have expected this. Definitely. He, and I mean, you got to think he sold his center and he still can't get rid of us, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian, I, I just this week was commenting on on a, um, in the wave group. About someone was having problems and I was like trying to help out. I'm like, I can't get away from it. I'm always looking. I'm still consuming the, the content. And um, yeah, big part of my life and still like the only spot in my area. and. It's open floating up to over 10,000 people with wow. over, I think we're up over around 25,000 floats at this point. But like none of those people, I'd say 90, mm. I'd guess at least 90%, if not more, had never floated before floating at my float shop. Dude, that's so, incredible, man. That's yeah, congratulations. The, that's awesome. The butterfly effect of the podcast mm -hmm. has been incredible. Mm. And I know I'm not nice. the only cool. one who cool, would cool. say that. It's wild to think about. October 3rd, 2017, uh, according to SpeakPipe, six years ago, which is... Yeah, before I opened. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. It was so crazy. Isn't that wild, man? Oh. It, it trips me out. I thought that yeah. was pretty fun. Awesome. Um, I do... I'm going to play this one as well. I, I think the content of it isn't as important, but um, it's the person that we have talked about the most on the podcast throughout the years uh, gets referenced. It used to get referenced all the time, so I do just want to give her a shout out here. Hey, Dylan and Amy and Lance, too. This is Dana Heifel with Float North in Portland, Oregon. Congratulations. 100 episodes. It's hey. huge, huge. <laughs> Y'all have been a great help to me, and I'm, I've been so appreciative of your dedication to this podcast. Uh, you asked about episodes. My favorite episode oh. are all the episodes where you mentioned me. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, perfect, perfect. But seriously, the most memorable episode off the top of my head was the Australian couple who owned the building and sold their center but kept ownership of the building. They talked about starting a website called Float People to allow themselves to travel and give float center operators a break. I thought that was a pretty mm -hmm. cool idea. Uh, there have been so many other episodes that have had great tips and tidbits that point me in the right direction over the past two years of working on Float North. Uh, funny i actually just played uh, a more recent one the one i meant to play was even before that when uh, they were still uh building their float center so dana congrats on how many years has it been now has it also been five for you or is it six years uh she has an incredibly beautiful float center and uh she puts in the work um 
Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it for speak pipes. I just thought that was like a fun. I was like, I wonder if we still have those. There's no way those are on a server anywhere, right? And I was like, what was the name of it? One day it just popped into my head, pulled those up. I was like, oh my God, this is this is some treasure right here. I love Amazing. it. Amazing. Um, so that means that those. today is like what two? We're, we're nearing 300 episodes. Yeah. 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 Um, some somewhere that's up there. A, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot of hours. Of and 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 Dylan, I have to give major credit to you as well, especially since Brian has kind of eased back a little bit. Mm. All of the editing, people don't realize. Like number one, it takes a long time to record because we're we're sometimes like <laughs> we're drunk a, we're a shit show. Um, <laughs> and I do so nothing to help that. <laughs> what what we record is a small fraction of what we actually say, or what we what ends you know ends up on the air. But then all of the editing that goes into it, all of the you know uploading it to all of the podcast servers and and getting it distributed out there, the, creating the artwork, getting all of that stuff done is even more time than what we spend actually speaking and recording uh, the episodes. So. Uh, kudos to you for all of that and and i mean both of you guys played such huge huge parts for this entire industry and whenever you stop and think about that i mean it's it's mind-boggling really mm -hmm. to think about the impact that you've had and all of those hours that um most of the time you weren't getting paid for and thankfully you know over the past few years you've been able to get a little bit of compensation but um a little bit is a little bit <laughs> Sure. Um, but thank you um, for all of that love and dedication to the float industry that you you put out there. I appreciate that. Thank you. Most of that time was adding pixels in front of Drew's video feed, but <laughs> the rest is pretty easy. A lot of pixels. A lot, so many pixels. Big pixels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, Kim. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And and I can only reciprocate that to the three of you and Gloria, who's who's uh, had to leave. But uh, all the work that goes on to this, that is, I, I don't know if thankless is exactly how I'd like to, to phrase it, but I feel like people, it's hard for people to know how um, much work goes into this. And I think that's true with any business owner would, you know, people, nobody from the outside knows what goes into it. And I think that's true for this little teeny little industry thing as well it uh, a lot goes into it um i think um and I'll, I'll shout brian out again of just because he's so far behind the scenes uh isn't seen or or witnessed you know um and then you guys as well it it sounds like we hit record uh, you know you show up hit record and, and that's it um but just the technical issues alone is so <laughs> insane um but uh yeah you guys have done a lot to help me and honestly um it was probably a year or two ago that I was like, you guys, I think I'm done podcasting. And you guys were like, mm, no, no, we really enjoy this. Um, you're going to keep going. And and I and I did. And I'm so happy that I did, because as as Gloria had said, it's like weekly, weekly therapy, weekly laugh therapy. And um, it's absolutely tremendously filled up my my life, my heart and helps feed me for. Uh, running a business that is uh, again i hate to use this term again i really need to switch to something else but but um can be thankless you know um, especially when you're more behind the scenes for me at the shop you don't get to fill your cup with people's like testimonials right there in the lobby um you're, you're putting a lot of work in without the um yeah again something to kind of fill up your cup so uh yeah i appreciate you guys so much you, you would you'd fuel me for sure interestingly there are a lot of parallels between running a float center and running a business that supports float centers. It looks really easy. 
<laughs> but there's a lot that goes into it and, and it turns out a lot of heart and you do it for the love. Right. Exactly. And that that's actually one of the funny things with uh, the float photography is like, yes, do your own float photography. Absolutely. You need to have photos of your own business and show off your float tanks and your vibes and everything like that. But uh, also take note, take note how much work that is. Like, especially like multiple models, lighting is a whole universe unto itself. And then let alone, you know, Lightroom Photoshop or whatever you're using for your editing software. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot. I have a lot of equipment. It's a big project to do it. And um, yeah, what was I going into that? It's a lot of work. I don't know. Appreciate me. Um, <laughs> see me, see what I do. Uh, but yeah, do do your own foot. You know what? Let me plug my own stuff here for for a minute. I feel like mm -hmm. there's one thing I do bad at. It's actually plugging, uh, using this show as a plug for what Art of the Float does. So, um, is it, if this is your first time listening, there are approximately 300 <laughs> episodes you can go back on and uh, listen to. Um, and then uh, beyond that, I have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon was from the get go designed for people bootstrapping their own um, social media marketing so that you don't have to pay a lot of money and then you can start creating your own social media based off of that. So the price points are based on that of, you can get 10 photos a month, you can get a full set of photos a month, you can get video clips of that model as well for your social media. Um, and then uh, we have a technically an athletic tier that nobody is subscribed to, um, but then there's a transcendent tier which covers all of the things, including the athletes or, you know, I, I feel like changing that name lately as, as I've, uh, talked in the Patreon, people are like, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be athletic, but kind of more like the model style, um, healthy, um, taking care of themselves, I guess, would be the the style for for that tier. Um, that tier also now has vertical video as well, which is cool. So, um, oh, and blog posts, sometimes it's scientific blog posts, sometimes it's testimonial blog posts. Um, and if you look at the price point, in my opinion, um, it's a kind of a screaming deal for all the content that you get. And then you can use that for your social media just forever. It, it's yours to have. Um, it's it's high resolution. It's for your website, it's for email blasts. Uh, it's for your TikTok, what, whatever have you. Or insert future app sensation here. Yeah. Um, for your be real, whatever it is. So um, then I have uh, shop.artofthefloat.com, which is if you're not subscribed, or if you're a newer float center and you you want to to stock up or start showing your audience what float uh, float media looks like, go to shop.artofthefloat.com and that's where you're going to find older content um, on on the website. It's not going to be the latest stuff that's coming out on the Patreon. It's generally about a year old, something to that effect. Um, and you'll find images there. I will say the images are generally at least a month old, but um, usually six months to a year. Athletes are at minimum of a year old. Uh, before they're posted on there. So there's a little bit, of, I guess, that that FOMO delay. I don't know if that impacts anybody or not. Um, the athletic part is mostly based off contracts, not off um, my desire to create FOMO, I will add. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, the video clips are up there as well. There are also video bundles, which are nice if you're getting started. I do, oh God, I can see Brian saying, don't announce this right now. It's not ready yet. But um, having just a little starter bundle. So if you are starting your business or if you're just discovering this, you can buy a bundle of blog posts, images, videos, a testimonial video, just like have a little bundle ready to go for you. Um, beyond that, uh, did I mention we have a podcast, uh, artofthefloat.com. We'll guide you to all these things. 
And I have a book out, a float photography book, which I think uh, belongs in, <laughs> thank you, I think it belongs in everybody's lobby. And there might even be some people who want to take that home because floating means a lot to them and, and share that with uh, their community as well. But at the very least, um, it's a hit in our lobby. Um, and uh, I think uh, for anybody who's trepidatious about getting into a float tank, it can be kind of nice to see uh, what other people look like floating like okay they they do float there is joy here the the serenity all of that so i can stretch in here and kind of get um a view of what goes on in in the float tank is it's pretty nifty has an intro by dr feinstein and an outro by stephen johnson which i'm honored to have as well i kind of just want to brag about that that's so cool um yeah i think that's most of what art of the float does i think think that's about it um yeah. okay cool i plugged plugged what i do i'll just add that into every episode i've never mentioned the, these things so just Proud to be clear the podcast <laughs> yeah, let's be clear. the the podcast might be uh cooling down a little bit but there is still a lot going on sure yeah float. for for now <laughs> for now it keeps chugging yeah yeah, yeah. and i i want to shout out both the the patreon and the the kind of media store as incredible resources for people either starting a float center or or who are are already running a float center right and ken maybe you can speak to some of this as well but uh when you're in construction one of the things you want to do mm -hmm. to get your business off the ground is make sure you're getting those pre-sales going in right how do you market how do you market a center that doesn't exist yet right that's where that photography content comes in right um even if you're an existing float center holidays coming around you need something fall themed christmas themed something Valentine's themed. Dylan's got you covered there as well, right? Um, so there's a lot of a lot of value, I think, in the in the stuff that Dylan's produced and it's worth checking out. Sorry to double plug. I'm just really proud of the work you do, Dylan. So I wanted to wow. give it a second shout out. <laughs> Brian, my, my other half here. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool beans. You guys, um, I want to take a little break here and do a little segue, which I'll announce in a second. And then um, I want to invite you guys back on and uh, talk about the future of the industry. But first, let me let me segue here. Actually, first, let me let me do a little ad read. Yeah, let's do another ad read here. Let's talk about the FTA. Uh, I think this is a great episode to talk about the FTA as we've been working for years at Art of the Float on helping Float Centers thrive. The FTA has also been working on uh, making sure that all your businesses are able to operate safely, successfully, um, both in business and, and you know, whether it's float research, supporting float research, um, getting guidelines for sanitation, marketing, all of that. The FTA is now an absolutely robust, necessary force in our industry that helps all of us. Uh, we all rise with the FTA. Flotation.org is where you want to go to learn everything that they can do for you and for your center. But I also just want to say that I believe every single float center should be contributing to it as they are really doing everything they can for our industry, whether it's individual float centers or for everyone as a whole. They're really making sure that we have standardized practices and that we're a reliable um, industry. You know, if somebody in the media wants to reach out to us, the FTA is a is a beacon for us to to look towards as opposed to all of us being out in the wild wild west and having our own ideas on everything mind you that's great be be your own person be your own business be creative but it's also really important that the rest of the world sees the united front as well 
go to Flotation.org, check out everything that they can do. After you sign up, there are all these Zoom calls that you know not only gone throughout the year, but also are ones that you can go back and, and review, whether it's marketing or um, sanitation, uh, Dr. Roy Vohr in there. Uh, really awesome and entertaining stuff for every Float Center owner. Um, and then, yeah, just tons more information within there. And it's not just a website, by the way. Visit flotation.org and get in contact with people as well. Uh, you can actually speak to people and, and get assistance. It's, it's um, a really pivotal, foundational, important piece of the float industry. So again, I implore you on this final recording here to go to flotation.org and sign up, become a member and contribute to the group that contributes to this community so powerfully. All right, let's wrap up this show. So I am very excited to introduce, I, I, I don't know, Brian, if I should say guests or really I should say the OG hosts of Art of the Float, Amy and Lance, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So good to be here. Awesome. <laughs> it is so awesome to see your guys' faces again. Um, I, I basically, I just I wanted to invite you guys on, and I'm so happy that you guys wanted to join um, so that you could join the pod and um, let everybody, all the listeners know who have been listening for years and years and years now, how many, uh, eight, nine years now? It's really crazy how long this has been going on. Um, but uh, what has been happening with your guys' lives, how you guys have been, <laughs> and anything you want to share? I know, it's like, that's a lot of time, but um, I know by time the, I guess, chapter one of Art of the Float was ending, Lance had sold his float center, and Amy, I, you had your second float center going, and yes. um, there, there was kombucha battles, there was all sorts of like the extra <laughs> modality stuff going on, and I would love to pick up from there, and um, Amy, I almost feel like you'd be the best to start with as you have the more tangible float story going. I did. I, I did yeah. actually. Um, <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the reason I had to, to leave Art of the Float is things did get a little crazy. So just mm. to recap, I had 5,800 square feet of building. Uh, we had to fill that all. And as you know, when you start a business, you want to fill it all, make sure every single square foot is making you money uh, mm. or else you, it's, uh, it's not for... a good time. Yeah, it's it's a little dicey. Uh, so yeah, so we ended up putting in the kombucha tap room on one side, and then we had the float center on the other, mm -hmm. and uh, was uh, went into business basically with my father, which I will never ever in a million years do again. There is a reason why people tell you don't go into business with family, mm. uh, but um, but it did. It caused some it caused some um, some friction, but we you know we got over it. It was all good. And then we started a candle bar in the tap room, which was oh, actually right. amazing. Uh, it fed people into the float spa and mm. everything was great. Um, unfortunately, my health took a uh, mm. took a bit of a dive and I knew that my end <laughs> was near when I needed to, to step away. So okay. it's funny that this came about right now because we just sold um, the float center our second float center here in April of this year. And thank you. Thank you so much. So <laughs> it's tough. And then Which I was part of it, the selling, the dealing with all it, of being... it, right? <laughs> all of it. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I hate to see, I know there's a lot of changing of hands at float centers I've been reading about yeah. lately. And yeah. I think the hardest, what you don't, 
the last time I sold a flow center, I was still working in other flow centers. It, I had no, it, it was just a little less work off my plate. Right, right. So this time, uh, when they purchased the float center, it's so interesting to leave I, uh, and not have any idea of what you're going to do next and to feel very wow. lost. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. So I had a great run. I love the float industry, and I'm still kind <laughs> of uh, slowly getting a, a, away from that in my mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Uh, but uh, of course, I still love the people, and I'm still actually uh, in touch with with quite a few people because awesome. I think once you do this work and once you're in this industry, you never really get away from it, and that's not a <laughs> that's not a bad thing, by the way. That's not a bad thing. Those those salty stains, yes, yeah, they never do sure. come out. Yeah. Sorry, Brian. Um, bleep me later, okay? Uh, <laughs> with um. Oh shoot! What did I want to ask? Um, you're talking about the post post center time of not knowing. You you need to be busy. You need to be doing things. Like yeah. you like to spin things up. You like to be go go going. So that was hard for you. Yeah, yeah sure. It, so, and I was working. The hard part was I was working hundred hour weeks. Uh, this float center was really because you, I had three for a businesses. Long time. <laughs> yeah, long and I've been doing it for years and years. Yeah. Um, and when you all of a sudden when it just stops. Yeah. Your nervous system oh, doesn't yeah. realize that it stopped. And I actually uh, had to do a lot of self-work uh, because I fell into a bit of a depression. Okay. I felt very disconnected from, from every community that I'd been a part of. Right. I had nothing to talk about anymore and so oh, it, wow. it took me about three months to get back on my feet and to find that oh yeah i do have there i, I do have abilities outside of running a float center <laughs> i am going to be okay i because you do your your sense of who you are your identity sure. is really rolled up in that and yeah. you don't realize how much until all of a sudden wow yeah like i don't have a job to go to i've never not had a job to go to like i would wake up in the morning and i'm like what do i do I would just sit and wander around the house and be like, I'm not sure. And my husband's over here like, you know what? You don't have to go get a job. He's like, why don't you just stay at home? Don't worry about getting a I job. I wanted to ask and about I'm, that. Yeah. Like, like, what, it's great, but I'm losing my mind. Because <laughs> you feel kind of worthless. I'm not saying sure. I am worthless. Nobody's yep, yep, worthless. Yep. But you feel this sense of of loss and you feel mm -hmm. like, what, what am I doing? I'm not helping anybody. I'm not doing anything. Um, so yeah, but, but you, you know, fortunately, um, everybody who kept saying, don't worry, it's going to come to you. Once you get over this, it's going to be fine. And they were all right, of course, and, and everything works out, but, can, um, but yeah, can, it's a whole new life. Well, and I want to hear more about, uh, future life past that, but how long did that take for you? That acclimation period, depression coming out of the depression. Oh boy. So let's see. So we sold in April, but I actually was in the building until middle of June. And oh, um, okay. interestingly enough, uh, we the day after I moved out of the building, my it was my because I'm older, it was my birthday. So my husband's like, we're going to get out of here. He's like, we haven't been able to travel for years. He's like, so we, we yeah, went to Mexico yeah. for, I don't know, a week or so. Hell yeah. And I came back so sick, so incredibly oh, no. sick. Um, so it's like, you know, all that stress that I've been carrying now, oh, I hadn't been God. sick in years, but all of a sudden yes. I got horribly sick, came home, 
uh, took me a month to get better. Um, kept going to the doctors, like, what is wrong with me? Uh, and now, uh, yeah, it probably took until, let's see, this is December, probably until October when I, I finally went out and said, I, I need to find something to do. And I just started helping friends with different things and it did lead to contract work. And now I have okay. more than I, I can almost <laughs> handle. Hopefully not a hundred hours a way, week. Though? No, 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 nothing close. <laughs> I refuse. Um, that is the one thing that I, I've had to be very deliberate about. I am going to create the life that I want now. I'm never going to do that to myself Good. again. That was unwise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm no, I'm very I, happy I'm, to hear that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's so it did. It took a few months. Uh, okay. Those big changes. I'd love. I can't wait to hear Lance's story. I. Well, I'm yeah. Kind of curious. Lance, you're the original float seller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I so I sold my float business. Um, it didn't all go as planned. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. lots of reasons for that. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a big transition in life, having to go from something that you built from the ground up and it was my pride and joy my everything huh. made me feel whole and happy and yeah. it was the one time in my life i was like you know the sole captain of the ship well i had my business partner matt but we were like doing our own thing yeah and much like amy said when you let that go and you identify with it for so long who are you what what do you identify with after right i went back to being a mechanic because after school, after high school, I got my ticket. I knew that I could always fall back on that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And I'm fortunate I had that um, because I was able to financially pick myself up from from the choices I made. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's, there was lots that happens. You know, you take on investments, you build, we had loans, we had all that. And right. when we sold it, um, the buyer didn't own up to the contract that we made. Um, I was at the point where I financially could not afford a lawyer. That was like mm -hmm. totally out of the question. It was just just trying to get by at the time. So there's no no way to just fight that. He up and moved the business and took the float tanks and you know everything just sort of fell sour. So oh. I spent three years sort of making up that sale price that was supposed to pay all that debt and. And then during that time, uh, yeah, I got engaged <laughs> and I, I told at the time she was my fiance. I always said, I, I, I don't want to get married carrying on this debt from mm. the choices I made. That's not why I started a business. It was, you know, so you didn't have debt and you could be financially, you know, successful and happy, but my cards didn't play out like that. So Worked hard, paid off what I thought was all that debt, and we were about a month away from our wedding, and something came up with taxes, and I ended up finding that my old business partner didn't own up to his part of the deal, and we were like three years late on taxes. So oh, right no. before our wedding, we get this giant like thirty-some oh. thousand-dollar tax bill that the tax man wants. Oh right my now god! Because it's, so I just finished paying that off. Uh, oh my god! Uh, Whoa! Like, yeah, like three months ago or four months wow. ago. So I've been paying off debt from the float shack since basically I sold it. There was like a few months there where we received payments from the buyer, but his actually complaint was there was too many gift cards coming in, and uh -huh. he he couldn't. 
sustain that way, but he knew what he purchased right. and um, just got cold feet, realized it's a little more to running a float center than they thought uh-huh. and didn't want to keep our, our oh main clients. And uh, yeah, it was just Didn't crazy. want to keep the it main clients? Crazy. No, some of our, like, our clients that w- would be there every week, they would... You know, they were our diehards. You yeah. know, I, I developed relationships with those people and still talk to some of them the day, but they, the way they were treated going in t- with the new owners, they couldn't keep those clients. Those clients that lost what was special and wow. turned more into a transactional business versus mm-hmm. connecting with people. Got and it. they took a turn, but I don't know. I, wow. I had to just like... Yeah close that chapter and move forward the best I can. Like when I dropped off from art of the float, I just could not do it. Like I was on a survival basis. I didn't have the energy to like output. I had no output energy left. And then, you know, that leads to burnout. And then, Oh yeah. The burnout had been real for some time. I remember that. Yeah. You got to fight through that and it takes time. Like it took me, years to get back to myself i feel i didn't realize the financial uh, ramifications of the float jack were still till three months ago impacting you i had no idea about that yeah we i thought it was all clear and then yeah i went to go file personal taxes and there's a notice on there that i need to contact cra so it's it it was prolonged and Mm -hmm. it didn't play out as we wanted it to but I can't get mad at my business partner. He couldn't afford it either. He couldn't pay for that tax at the time. Mm. We just have to face the beast and get through it. And that's what we did. But man, it was a, <laughs> it was a tough go. Some of the, the most fulfilling and happiest times in my life and some of the like right. most challenging, but totally, I guess it's, it's basically like paying myself to go to business school for a few Interesting. years. <laughs> that's how I see it. <laughs> <laughs> do you based on that do you see yourself using that acumen going forward at all well i like i've thought of it i just was never ready i was still dealing with debt from you know my last business and that yeah. leaves a scar man like you know you say you have to sacrifice i've probably even said this on the podcast in the past but they say you have to sacrifice to do a business but they don't tell you how much sure. and how many levels like it's so to crawl out of that and, you know, go from almost like this close to being bankrupt to like being able to get married and buy a new house and like just get life leveled again. I, I still have dreams of doing the entrepreneurial journey, but I'm going to do it smart. I'm not going to go into it with previous debt or mm. anything that's going to hold me back. Interesting. Um, okay. It's lessons learned. The journey's not over, but we're, uh, we're on a pause. We're on a plateau right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take as long as you need, buddy. There is no urgency is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, your, well, now wife uh, has been incredible this entire time. And uh, I'm so happy that you guys are now married and together. And it sounds like she's been supportive throughout all of this, which isn't surprising to me and, and awesome to, to see that you guys are. A hundred percent. When we, uh, it's, it's sort of a funny story. We started dating about three months before I decided to start the flow check. Oh my so God. she was with the journey right through the whole thing. So it's no been kidding. a, it's been a fun ride her and she's 
it's been a fun ride for her too and she's been <laughs> able to support me the whole way through it's it's great she's it sounds like she's a silent partner in that that business like she <laughs> might not much. assign the paperwork but she was there <laughs> oh yeah and Amy, your husband also, I feel like, has been yes. tremendous throughout He's everything. He's amazing. <laughs> He's amazing. Honestly, these last few years, I wouldn't have made it without him. Because uh, oh. it is. The burnout Burnout is real. And like Lance, I love that Lance said, it is the most fulfilling time mm. and the happiest part of my life. And it's also, there's a lot of, it, it's tough. It's one of the most like difficult scar times. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. like the beautiful way to to say it there's always going to be that um there's always you walk away with some definitely with some scars let's just say yeah but it's worth it i don't i have um, no regrets i don't think lance i mean i don't think <laughs> no lance regrets. says either i shouldn't speak to no him regrets. But no regrets but, no regrets uh, uh, maybe a couple yeah. cross t's on that that contract with that seller <laughs> though maybe so well, that's that's a very deep story that i can mm that that's a very thick plot we can we can dive into that someday but <laughs> we're not starting um, up a new podcast it's not happening <laughs> no. we, <laughs> um although i want to hear the story but uh can i hear a little bit um there are a couple couple of things i'd like to hear about but one is uh lance i remember you i'm trying to think if you were doing this while we were still podcasting or if it was just afterwards i was seeing stuff on social media but you were doing like light shows that were specific for music festivals and amy i feel like i saw you doing um cosplay recently and i know those are two oh, no. No, no. oh yeah amy because that that is something that you used to do pre-floats like that was something that fills your cup and so when i saw you recently oh sorry go ahead yeah no, I, my husband is is very much into cosplay, oh, and so oh, yes. yeah, I, I follow I follow him around. I'm his, I'm like his photographer. Oh, that's yeah, funny. yeah, honey. My my, I, you can't fit this into a cosplay uh, costume. Uh, but <laughs> why do I? All right, I'm pulling. Up but Facebook. yeah, but no, my husband is, and we do. We go to a lot of cons, and um, I'm he's very involved with a with a group that does a lot of uh, um, nonprofit. So sorry, but yeah, yeah, I. No, I, I understand where you're getting that from, though, for sure. Okay. Well, I guess what I, maybe what I'm getting at is, and maybe we can segue to Lance first, is just mm, yeah. what's filling your cup? I'm curious about how that music project has gone or the visuals project has gone and just what are you guys today, what are you doing that's enhancing your life? Yeah, that, that whole identity thing we talked about uh, just earlier. Um, after, you know, you sold the float business, I was like, who am I? What am I? What is what is life why you know all those wow. questions and during that time i was connecting a little more with music and the live art and and that side of it and i started to help throwing shows and and things like that and and one day i got thrown into just a projector and a computer and running some live visuals because someone had to play a set so I jumped on this computer and I started mixing visuals on this other person's computer and I absolutely <laughs> fell in love with it. So cool. I uh, built up a computer, you know, with the little money I had, I literally scraped together a $250 desktop and found a $50 projector and same thing, just bootstrap <laughs> it, just started showing up to shows and charging a few hundred bucks and I'd throw up my projector and start making live visuals and that ended up... I, I did that for probably four years, like really consistently and straight wow. to the point where I was doing the festival circuit on sort of the West Coast side of Canada. I'd bring all my gear, my projectors and set up and map these stages and lighting and 
And uh, I, I invested into about a $15,000 projector and I was ready to go full-time, like drop being a mechanic and go full-time into being a touring visual artist. Four days later, COVID hit. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. everything that I built up to do this production thing came oh crashing down God. as so quick. So I, oh um, my God. I then had to figure out, okay, now what do I identify with? I can't go right. to shows. I can't do my arts. Like that's, that's what I do. I tried doing the live streaming thing for hmm. a couple of weeks, but it was so unfulfilling. I'm used to watching a whole, you know, thousand people react to every button I right. press to going on a live stream where you're working so hard. No one even knows what you're doing behind the scenes. Hmm. So, um, yeah, that started died off all through COVID and I just, I had to figure out what I identified with again. And there's a lot of soul searching. When COVID ended, I was able to step back into the world of visuals. But I realized it's a lot harder to stay up till four or five in the morning every Saturday and <laughs> Friday night and then go back to work on Monday. So that's, <laughs> I'm still doing shows now, but I'm oh, doing wow. a little more boutique shows, trying not oh. to get out to just any show I can take. I'm doing hmm. some, some, like, do working at a, doing one in january where it's called a, it's a conservatory where they have all these plants and it's in these giant glass pyramids and we're mapping all the plants and bringing Whoa. all the plants to life so trying oh, to just that's... do more of the the creative side of it like that cool and just going to shows awesome yeah have you found some balance then it sounds like i mean you're not staying up till 4 a.m and i've <laughs> i've definitely found balance i took a i took a new position at the beginning of this year where i worked four days on and three days off so oh, wow. basically i work monday to thursday nice. 10 hour days and i recently purchased a pretty sweet camera and some macro lenses and i'm starting to explore the macro world and nice. trying to take my actual content into my visuals so everything i do is oh, organically mine cool. original content yeah, awesome. Oh, yes. I love hearing that. I have found balance. Yes. Nice. <laughs> For now, we balance is never permanent. Uh, Amy, yeah. cosplay is not filling up your cup. Yeah. That's filling up his cup. <laughs> that <laughs> is. I, I enjoyed that I'm able to be a part of it, though. They're a good group of people. It's fun. Cool. I take the camera. I, uh, you know, I have fun. I have fun. Uh, gets me out of the house, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, um, yeah, the identity crisis is real, uh, and I'm still probably in it to a degree, but one thing I knew, I wanted to get back to marketing, which was my, which is what I came from totally. doing, and I loved, and it was the one part of the float center that I loved consistently, and uh, yeah, I I uh, I just play around with that. I, I wish I could tell you I'm doing something really exciting. I know Lance, I'm... I can't wait to see what Lance is doing. Now I'm like trying not to uh, go check him out on, on Facebook and see all of his, all of his stuff I, again, but I don't even post anything. You don't so. even post it. <laughs> I'm so yeah, glad. Lance. You gotta, you gotta share the love, my friend. You gotta share the love. Uh, but yeah, my life is just real, real quiet. And that's maybe what I need. And okay. uh, we're traveling yeah. a lot more, which has always awesome. been a passion. That's great. And yeah, we're, we have uh we're just we're just exploring and i say we because my it's just my husband and i now and we're just kind yeah. of uh 
exploring and I'm doing work, contract work that that is in marketing related and it allows me to Good. be flexible and cool. I'm just trying to rest and figure out who I am and what I love. Yeah, you don't need the lance. Ah, oh, there's a bow on it right now. So, and I didn't realize how how recent it was yeah. that all this has gone down. Whether from from sale to uh, recovery is the right word, but kind of coming out and and like, yeah, that's not done. That's not over with. Yeah. This is a process that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, and Amy, that, don't don't okay. force it either. Take no. your time. Let it let it come organically. Like if the shoe doesn't fit, you put it on. You're gonna get blisters. So yeah. just just let it come to you. Like you worked hard for many years, and there's a lot that's still in there. You, it takes time. <laughs> Lance, yeah, great. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, please. Yeah, please. no, I think that's that's fantastic uh, advice, and one that I am really working hard to to adhere to. That you know, there's this panic. So I'm much older than y'all, and we're there catching is, up pretty quick at my. <laughs> but you know you realize like there's not a whole lot of time left so when you're still in that panic mode when i first came off the sale you're like oh my gosh i better figure figure out something because i only have so many good years left and nobody's going to want me and i'm at this age and who's going to take a 50 odd year old woman in you know for work but you know what once you finally sit back and you chill out and your nervous mm. system isn't so freaking crazy oh um and you focus more, and I'm saying you, I really mean me, when I focus more on being present and finding things that I enjoy and focusing on those things, everything's good. I'm in no hurry to get anywhere. I just want to uh, be present, love the people that I want to love in my life, and I'm happy. So my life is from here on out looks to be a little less adventuresome, but that's not a bad thing. I'm I'm yeah. happy and content yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I'm okay with where I'm at. And it's not, not doing a hundred hour week adventures sounds yeah. pretty healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Just having fun. Just trying to um to enjoy life and make the most of what I time that I have. Yeah. Makes well, me so happy to see where you both are at now. I mean we were mm-hmm. <laughs> in the trenches with you in the moment for yeah. part of uh, part of you know the the journey that you guys were going through and it's so I'm filled with joy to see you guys coming out of that and feeling a lot more space in your life landscape mm-hmm. after you've always had that creative edge finding that creative mm-hmm. creative outlet for you Amy finally not working hundred hour weeks it's like all <laughs> I've ever wanted for you my entire <laughs> life so I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Well, Lance, Lance brought up uh, blistered feet, which definitely makes me want to ask, how's Mark doing in those sandals? What's he yeah, up to? Yeah, and he is still <laughs> in those sandals. Um, I bet he is. So, so interesting update on Mark, and I don't think he'll mind me sharing. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so he stayed on with float with the float center when I left, but oh. then they let him go, okay. uh, I don't know, about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. He wouldn't give up the um, sandals, huh? Uh, no, it wasn't about yeah. the sandals. I think uh, they they said they couldn't afford him anymore. So, sure. which we we kind of knew that was coming, and that's fine. Uh, there's no no hard feelings there at all. Actually, uh, Mark is having some health issues himself, and he's having trouble walking. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, those uh, those sandals are uh, oh, getting no. a little less wear and tear these days. But but oh, he no. he's working on he has some medical issues, but he's working on that. Okay. 
And um, I was saying before the podcast, you know, Bob and I are getting ready to um, to buy a new home. And the reason we're going to a, a larger home at this point in our life is because uh, Mark might be uh, coming back, uh, moving back in with us. And uh, we'll have one big happy family again. So he, he is part of your family. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is my family. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah he is. He is. I, I'm an only child. I don't have a lot of other mm. family. So you adopt along the way. <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah, so I'm adopting adopting him. So yeah, he's great though. He's happy. Uh despite the things that he's dealing with right now, he is. He's yeah. really happy. And I'm starting to see nice. that mark that I knew from the beginning of Float Nashville. Um things, oh. you know, when you're dealing with stress for years upon years upon years, personalities totally. change. Yeah. And uh it's really nice to see hints of who he was. And I'm really grateful for that. But he's doing well. Um, may I ask how long he's been not working at a float center? Yeah. So it has been, I think, let's see, it's December. I think it was, I think it was September, like maybe middle okay. of September. I'm so sorry. My, no, no. Time I mean, just has no any, concept I do, to me. Yeah. Days. I mean, uh, I was already um, bad at time, but since COVID, I, I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I think things no happened idea. yesterday that were years ago. So, <laughs> but, but, yeah, but what I mean to say is he yeah. is definitely still going through his process of like oh. letting go. I'm, I'm not working all the time, all of that. Yes. Um, and he is still doing, uh, some work here and there for float Nashville. And I know he's been oh, well. doing some work for lucidity. So <laughs> He's still doing some of the work here and there, but I think he's, he's of the mind. I don't think he knows what he wants to do next. And, sure. uh, you know, it, it's, yeah, I see him going through that, but he's a little bit more quieter about it than, than I am. So I'm not sure where he's at, but he, he is happy. I can tell you that much. He, awesome. he's calm. He's happy. Uh, and he's enjoying time with his family and he does have a big family to, to enjoy. So cool. I'm happy Great. for him. Yeah. I'm, I, as am I. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, I, I just uh, b before we close up or wrap up or whatever this is, um, I just want to thank you guys so much. I mean, for being on here tonight and just being both of you were just like, yeah, absolutely. Where I was like nervous <laughs> about it, and both of you just said, "Fuck yeah," which I really appreciate. <laughs> um. And, um, but, but really what I meant to, when I started talking was to say, thank you for saying yes. <laughs> was it nine years ago? Uh, didn't know what you were signing up for, but, um, and, and just to back up even a little bit more here, Amy, none of this would have started without you. It was the conversation with you and Mark. I remember it in our parking lot. Uh, you know, you were like, you have other points of view there. There's other stuff, you know, float on has, has started. Uh, educating the industry and <laughs> looking back on there being a one-year difference is so funny um, but you're like you have different perspectives you have different things to bring to the table for the industry and that's when you know Brian and I started the blog thing with Art of the Flow and it, it just never would have started without you and then it was a complete honor when you were like yeah I'll join that podcast as well like this this seems meaningful you seem like uh you're not a complete wreck a disaster of a person i would associate with you <laughs> on a weekly basis and like just associate my personality and brand with you all of that um and similarly with lance that you like you were my the two people i was like these are the people i want and you both said yes that was uh i absolutely i was giddy about that and i'm so thankful for you guys thanks for saying yes 
highs and lows, <laughs> burnout be what it is, <laughs> getting home from your pod or recording from your center and, and doing more podcast episodes. If there's anything I've learned is people have found those episodes to be so valuable. It has helped them in their centers. It saved them from as much burnout and from, you know, salt water raining down from the ceiling and all the, all the things that we've dealt with. Um, it's, it's really helped people. And so, and, and, um, Drew became a host after I had a speak pipe of him talking about our hundredth episode <laughs> and then he started a float center himself. And it, it's just wild how, um, I have the hardest time accepting it, uh, that we have made an impact in the industry. But when I'm talking to you guys, it's easier for me to see because I know you guys have made an impact on the industry. And even if it's not an industry that you're even part of now, there are still people listening to those episodes and it's changing lives. So thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you all. Yeah, thank thank you. This little pod cart. Yeah, it's yeah. a happy, happy memories. Good times. <laughs> Very happy we did it. I mean, we had a lot yeah. of fun. I, I will we say did. it was it was a good time. Good and. Time. It was also, and Brian and I were just talking about this, but like it was a fun, like bootstrapping time. We were talking about um, when we do live streams, but there were no apps for that at the time. Like there was no real precedent for it. But Brian was like, ah, I'm in a forum here where they say if I plug this wire to that wire, I can stream Facebook into that and we can record the source audio and we can hear and they can hear. It. And it's just like he had all this shit going on. Uh, so that we could we could have these live episodes. We had did the the classes that were successful, but so much work for us to put on, and um, it was just that was a fun time. I have a lot of good, yeah. <laughs> a lot of good, good wild memories <laughs> with you guys. So, so thank you. many good memories, and so grateful mm -hmm. for that time um, and for the community that yeah. it allowed me to be a part of and and form. Because I'm not sure that. I would have made it in the industry as long as I did without the support and without the, uh, basically the appreciation and the, and the, um, mm. and the kindness of not only y'all and Sandra and everyone, but when we went out into the community, it was like, oh, you've, you know, people saying to us, oh, you've helped us. And it's like, well, actually you've helped me <laughs> survive. And, uh, and uh keep a positive perspective it was it was a beautiful beautiful time and i have so many good memories and i thank you all for allowing me to be a part of that so thank you I mean, so much dylan and brian for all the work that you've done <laughs> yeah so grateful the honor was all on this side amy mm. um thank you before we go, I mean, is there anything you want to share with the float community? Not that you have to or anything, but is there anything I, I just don't want to close anything out without you guys having an opportunity to talk to the speak directly with the audience yeah it's, it's all good i feel like you guys have kind of moved on to a degree and that like life is life is moving on yeah, so no, I, I'm I think thankful of my time on the podcast and thankful everyone i got to meet and there's still people occasionally reaching out to me that maybe i've met or some i haven't yeah. certainly haven't um but yeah i'm very thankful for that time strong community the float community and yeah. just Keep on keeping on. <laughs> <laughs> and and I also we should should say like you guys are an example that it, it's okay to let go too. Like there's life that you don't have to hold on forever and that um you can find a new life after that. You you and, and I and as you guys are talking, I'm getting scared for myself of like how much identity I have with float, but uh to if it is okay for somebody to let go, then maybe that process of who the who the hell am I? 
and you are still in there like who you are that source is still present i i appreciate hearing that from you guys and i hope our audience also hears that there's there's another side on top of this you don't have to give everything up in your life to make the business work if it's not working if it's not the right thing it's, it's okay to sell to move on shut it down whatever um, and of course if it's fulfilling and you know I'm, I'm not saying that it's the only way to go but i think you guys are an example of that it is okay to let go too Absolutely. so thank you for that there's life on the other side um <laughs> My goodness. Uh, Brian, is there anything you wanted before you sign off? No, I'm just so thankful for uh, being able to be a part of this amazing community. You know, I'm I'm not a float center owner, uh, but I'm so grateful that uh, I was accepted into this community with open arms as as a result of being part of Art of the Float and starting this business with you. And uh, it's been a journey and I'm so grateful for all the people I've met, Amy, Lance, all the other crew uh it's it's been uh it's been an incredible experience so uh definitely better off for it absolutely nice cool that's good to hear and uh and thanks to the <laughs> listeners for for listening all of these years uh, if you're if you're an og listener still listening to this episode hats off to you uh, amazing thanks for joining us on this journey cool hey that's a good note thank you brian uh you guys i love you thank you very much. Thanks, thanks for being here. And um, gosh, uh, you know, until next week, we'll see you next week. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, th thank you guys. And, and good luck with everything that's in store uh, for the rest of your lives here. I hope you're able to find, maintain balance, whatever it is, find joy in, in the rest of your time here on this earth, which as Amy points out is finite. So let's, yeah. let's get after it. <laughs> good night, guys. Good night. But that's not the end of the episode. There is more incoming here with our current last time co-host here. But first, are you a new float center? Are you about to open? I implore you to check out Bryce Evans's business, More Floats, and let them make your grand opening a breeze, very easy, with a guaranteed launch plan. Imagine starting day one with 100 founding members. That means monthly recurring revenue coming in. That's between $5,000 to $18,000 a month right out of the gate. With a decade of success and 100% success rate with their launches, they're not just promising, they're actually making good on their word. They're delivering and they'll provide you a full refund, including your ad spend. Yes, terms and conditions apply. Read, read the fine print by all means. But uh, Bryce is a person. <laughs> let, me, let me just step back real quick and just say, he's a really good person. He's a great business person, but also he's a good human being. And that is who I want to be behind, uh, who I do business with. And so I'm really excited to be reading this ad for Bryce and for more floats, who's been working again in the industry for over 10 years. <laughs> Bryce has put in his time. More floats is legit. And again, you can't argue with a guarantee like uh, the signups that they have as you launch your business. But also if you're an existing float center, uh, whether it's from premium ads that bring a positive return of income to capturing and compelling customer stories, they've got all of your marketing covered. Gain a trusted partner that's focused on your growth and the positive impact of your community. It really shines from the inside out. I believe in it. Go to morefloats.com to learn more about everything that more floats can do for you. And let's wrap up this show. Oh, it's happening. And going through a time warp, uh, going back to modern uh, podcast hosts, mine is Gloria, who, uh, you know, 
Lori's the busiest person we know. I think she, she's finally eked you out, Kim. I always uh, saw you as neck oh, and neck, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> Gloria has always been the queen of the things. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, so have you, Kim. I, I, I remember being like, I wish I had cameras all over just to see like what you were doing minute to minute. Uh, in a completely appropriate, nothing inappropriate about it way. <laughs> just, uh, yes. just watch good, every good, single minute of your life. Clean up there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nearly as exciting as it would seem. I mean, there's a lot of time spent literally right here yeah, at my desk I, doing I believe it. things. So, yeah. And I want to see, yeah, how you organize your job. I love that, you know, I will text you and I won't hear from you for several hours because you go into work mode and you're like, I don't respond to, to text. And you mentioned emails earlier until X time. It's, it's, I it's schedule good. times to check my email and phone and all of that. That way I can stay focused. So if Graham uh, texts you, do you get a particular, does that actually go off? So, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got it dialed. Well done. Yep. Uh, Drew now left, I'm but. Just... Uh, I know they're, they're <laughs> dropping off like <laughs> no, flies. Just... But... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'll, I'll reintroduce the, the question to Drew when he comes back, but basically I want to talk about the future of the industry, what we want to see happen. Um, you have your kind of foot in it, your hands in the soil, you're, you're manifesting what's happening with the future of the industry. I feel like I'm more stepping away from that. Um, oh, some of that pressure. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, Shaggy. and, uh, I can't see it without my camera is at the moment. Um, but uh, let's see here. I wanted to, one thing I want to put out there for, for the future of the industry is that what I want to see is the community building. I feel like um, there was this like, ah, oh, we're all starting on the, the pirate ship here. We're doing this thing and nobody knows what it is. We're in the wild west and we're all banding together. We're scared of each other, but we also were sharing information and there's this particular bond. Um, time has passed. People are veterans. They're not as invested in, in the uh, Float Collective, for example, on, the, on Facebook. And, um, and then people have sold their centers. They've moved on. There's uh, just been, it's a new generation of, of, uh, of Float Center owners and also just the level of community that's going on. It's, it's just a different part of the life cycle. What I would love to see are more people um, doing things that create the um the bonds and whether that's <laughs> like drew uh commenting in in the float tank owners uh posts um uh, is it ted who who's the guy mm -hmm, um, it's ted 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 is some <laughs> awesome glue love him i love how articulate he is and well thought and everything he he puts out there is um even when I vehemently disagree with him. No, I don't think I ever have. But um, the, but the Float Collective is like a great place where, yeah, Dan Dan Singer uh, really pissed me off with these words. Uh, he, he has this absolutely insane... Dan Larson, sorry, not Singer. Uh, Dan Larson absolutely pissed me off with these words, and I could not disagree with him more, and I think he's such a jerk. But uh, in real life, I actually love Dan, and, and I, <laughs> I consider him a friend, and I really like him. And... Um, uh, the the bond of our industry unites us no matter what and it's okay to butt heads and it's okay to have that but um having these tent pole things i think again flow collective is a great place uh, where people can contribute they can share i would love it if uh others did something with i mean i can say podcast like have another 
uh, business podcast would be great. But um, I've also I've never seen like a consistent high quality uh, float experience podcast that goes on of specifically about floating. But also um, just step back again to the industry things. And I don't know, maybe it's a YouTube thing. Uh, maybe it's something I don't know about because I'm getting old and don't know what the trends are. But um, these things that will, <laughs> Kim knows, Kim's young and, and spry. Uh, but but uh, if, if I was to wish anything on our industry, that's what it would be. Because we, we can't predict the economy. We can't predict... Um, you know, whether float tanks are approved as a pool or not and all that, but we have each other and that's what I believe in. Uh, I think, you know, honestly, the industry is, there's been so much change, even just since I've been involved and I still feel like a rookie in all of this. You know, the fact that we just hit five years in my mind, like five years is nothing. Um, but the industry has evolved a ton, even in that short five years. And, and, and I had two years before that, that I really spent kind of studying things and trying to figure out how to do it and what to do. But I think we're at this really interesting point right now where going through a global pandemic, people suddenly started caring a bit about their health. And then as soon as it was safe, we all just sort of, most of us, I'll say, most people just went back to their norm. But when now we have this added complexity that money is tight for a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. And so even for the centers that, you know, were doing really well before and coming out of that part of the pandemic, um, I think, you know, a lot of folks are starting to kind of feel that. So I, I do think we're going to see a little bit of a slower growth for a little while. Um, we've seen a slowdown in, you know, folks stepping up. Um, some of our veterans of the industry have really become quiet or have been exiting or have been, you know, just kind of shifting their involvement. And so I think all of that really feels unsettling. But what I also see is that there's a ton of new people who have been stepping up. There are new mm -hmm. folks on the board of directors for the float conference. There are a lot of new faces who are on the board of directors for the FTA um, and who are working with Dr. Feinstein for the Float Research Collective. And I'm blessed that I get to hear conversations in all three of those groups. And okay. um, I'm not on the FTA board officially. I'm a liaison. And I basically just join all of their meetings and listen. Um, which is really, really fun. Um, but the FTA is doing some really cool stuff that's kind of hitting on what you were asking about, Dylan, that, um, you know, one of the things I think is our biggest opportunity is to come together as an industry and promote floating to the world. Mm -hmm. um, we are often in our own little bubbles and trying to survive mm -hmm. in our own little teeny tiny bubbles. Mm -hmm. But if you think about what happens when you get some bubbles together, they can grow you know, and they can kind of form this, this really big, beautiful thing together. And there are folks who are starting to work on some projects uh, to increase cool. public awareness. All right. Um, awesome. So that is, you know, incredibly exciting. Uh, the work that Dr. Feinstein is doing for the FRC, whether you support float research or not, um, can have a very, very positive impact on the industry. Uh, it helps to increase awareness. You know, massage therapy wasn't always known and trusted like it is now. But, at, I mean, you would be hard-pressed to find someone who had not had a massage at this point in life or at least knows people who do it as a regular thing. And um, I think that's kind of, we're still very much in our infancy. Even though floating has been around for a really long time, um, we really need more people to continue to get involved and to help each other and to learn and grow together. And, you know, sometimes whenever times are tough, we start cutting out all of those extra things 
But those extra yeah. things are often the things that are mm -hmm. going to help us to become successful as an industry. And so we've got to be very, very careful as we're walking that line. Um, I do think a lot more people are starting to disconnect from their phones. Uh, I've been diving in to try to understand a little bit more about the future of social media. Obviously, that has a huge impact on me, you know, providing social media services to float centers. Yeah. Um, and I even have noticed like my own behaviors as I'm consuming social media have shifted. We have to look at the, the social media industry as a whole. If you think about social media for small businesses, it's kind of a necessity. If you're not present on social media, you don't exist in people's minds. Mm -hmm. um, they don't engage anymore, though. And we're all chasing mm -hmm. these numbers. We want to have these huge numbers of followers, and we want to have this amazing engagement. People just aren't doing that anymore. Um, so you really have to think about social media uh, landscape kind of changing and the fact that people are going to see the content, they want to read it, they may not comment, they may not click on it, they may not do anything with it, but they're going to read it, they're going to see it, and that helps with top of mind awareness. But what is shifting in social media is creators. Everything is content creators. And if you think about how we've changed from cable companies and television shows, mm -hmm. now there's so much user-generated content. There's a huge opportunity there. If you think about those two worlds converging, that if we could get some user-generated content that people are really consuming and it's all about the power of floating, how much that is going to help us. Mm -hmm. And so right. thinking about it less of like, you know, and, and I've talked about this with a lot of folks at the float conference. They're asking, is TikTok the right thing? Is that the next thing that we all need to be on TikTok? Well, TikTok isn't going to have a return on investment for your center specifically mm -hmm. because the algorithms are not looking at regional audiences. Yeah. And when you're on TikTok, you're consuming entertaining information. You're consuming things that are not really, you know, regionally bound. But that's the place that we can really go to leverage and, and to promote floating as a, a huge um, thing for people to, to want to look into. And so you, we have to kind of shift a little bit of how we're thinking about social media and how we're coming together to use it and what we're doing. And um, I don't think floating is dead at all. I know that it looks sad and scary. We've lost a lot of our float friends. Mm. Um, some have sold. Some have closed their doors. Some have paused temporarily, and we're not sure when they're coming back. Um, mm. But I think that happens, honestly, in every industry. Mm. We're just small and tight-knit, and we see each other more. Oh, interesting. Um, if you think about restaurants, yeah, there are some restaurant groups out there, but I guarantee you they're not like, hey, I know what's going on in your life. You know, We yeah. know what's happening day to day because we share it, because yeah. the Float Collective has really influenced our industry. And we get to see each other with a magnifying glass that most industries don't have. Interesting. Um, you know, and, and they don't share the way that, that we do. They might pop in and ask a question here and there. And I'm in lots of health and wellness uh, industry groups. I'm an admin on many of them. And they're pretty quiet. Um, mm. They're overall really quiet. They might ask a question of how do you fix this piece of equipment or mm -hmm. what's a promotion that you've tried that has worked. And that's about the extent of it. But we in the float world kind of know each other's lives. And that is really unique. And we have to think about that, that what we see of each other is really magnified. Um, does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Am no, I, that's, am that's, I, that's that, my that, take. That helps anyway. with the doom and gloom for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I, I would like to take a moment to say thank you to Graham and Ashcon, who I think mm -hmm. are largely responsible for establishing that type of open communication and to establish a uh, or an industry 
we're we're not keeping secrets and we're not looking at everyone as competitors and really took the philosophy that if you were going to open a float center near me, I'd rather help you out so you do it right so that we're we're raising the bar for everyone's experience versus, you know, I don't tell you anything, don't help you out. You offer a really bad experience and those people who float there say, I'm never doing that again. That was horrible, right? And um, so I, I think shout out to Graham and Ashcon for, for establishing that and setting that as leaders in our industry that we were able to follow. And yeah. I would also say um, I don't think it's doom or gloom either. I do agree with Kim that we are connected and we have this group where people can go and say, ah, this isn't working. I'm selling. We all see it. But there are wellness in my area. I'll just call them wellness centers. There were wellness centers popping up all over the place. And mm -hmm. I do believe wellness as an industry, even with economic conditions, will continue to thrive as more people are educated on uh, stress and health and wellness and different things they can do to affect that in a positive manner versus going to a doctor and getting the pills to help with their problems. Mm -hmm. I think we're, we're growing as a society for people to be more proactive in their own health. And while I do think that I kind of think the days of, of just going and opening a, a four tank float center and nothing else, I think those mm -hmm. days are over and I wouldn't okay. encourage anyone to do that at this point, mm -hmm. you know, five seven nine years ago i would say yeah that that plays but at this point i do think um that is the most difficult path with floating is to just offer floats and kudos to anyone out there who um, is finding success in doing that i do believe that float tanks will be around for a long time but i think they will be part of a bigger wellness center when you find them versus just a float tank center where all they do is floats. I, I think yeah. that um, the change has already been initiated. Yeah. And oh, you yeah. can tell, <clears throat> excuse me, you can, you can see that from the questions in the float collective. Now there's mm -hmm. talk about, you know, there's constantly talk about fire and ice, saunas, mm -hmm. all these right. other things that people who also have float tanks yep. have. And they will ask the float community. And Kim, I don't, I don't know this, but... I would guess there's a bunch of people involved in the float collective that are involved in other industry groups mm -hmm. and funny that they can go to the float collective and ask questions about the sauna, ask questions about their cold plunge <laughs> and <laughs> maybe they won't do it in other groups, but the float collective is a space where not only will you get help, but you'll usually get some pretty good responses and, um, and responses you can trust because if you've been a member of the Float Collective, you'll see there's common themes with people who try to provide positive information, helpful information. And you are right that there's, I don't know of another group out there like that. And I think we have been lucky. I think I've been lucky um, to have been part of the industry. And it could definitely be way more cutthroat and way more difficult without people sharing information about it. Stuff, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. and I still think there's a lot to be figured out. Quite oh, yeah. honestly, like you know, water maintenance and how does the mm -hmm. the salt affect the water? And just when I think I had it, it'd be there'd be some new information or things didn't line up to what I previously thought were true, yeah. right? And um, so I think there's still a lot to learn. And um, at least with floating, I definitely think that 
there are people out there who will always want to float and um yeah if it's not a full float tank center at least it's a wellness center and i i think that'd be awesome that, to diversify and Drew, that that, that kind of makes me think of two things kind of still tying back to the float collective number one a huge thank you to our admin team there i don't think many people know who the admins are but they do such a great job of vetting folks who are coming in to make sure that we're not exhausting the group um but i know laura brad uh jules um, I think there are a couple of other who aren't as, as active, but um, I don't know who created the Float Collective back in the day initially. Dylan, do you know who, like, I mean, did it? Like, I don't know who pulled the trigger. I, yeah. I mean, Jules comes up for me. Um, and yeah, maybe I Brad, know. And it would be up Brad's alley. And the Float Collective itself is actually a nonprofit organization. Most people don't know that. It's not oh, yeah. just the name of our group, but they are another nonprofit. Um, they've chosen to really just focus on keeping this Facebook group going. And, and so that, again, is one of those major players in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also really interesting because keeping a group like that going requires a lot of uh, intention. And in the early days, I'm sure it was a lot of work to kind of start creating that environment together. But I think one thing that we are really seeing is that, um, and they really try to to manage this particular piece of it. But when new hooks come in and ask the same questions that have been asked time and time and time again, you do have people who get exhausted from that. So mm -hmm. a lot of the the old timers who've been around and have Check provided answers <laughs> for so many years just don't feel like repeating themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think when that happens, and I feel like we're really kind of there right now when that happens, um, it leads to a little bit of that kind of uncertain feeling like people aren't mm. really as engaged in the industry, but I, mm -hmm. I feel like they're getting more engaged in their own float centers. I shared before that I keep going back and forth of like, should I put more energy into the industry or more energy into mine? And that's a hard decision to make. Um, it, it really, really is. And I think we see some of that happening right now, but that also means that it's an opportunity for new folks who are very knowledgeable and skilled right. to step up. And we saw a lot of those people at the float conference and I had some conversations with some very specific folks and said, please step up. You have a mm -hmm. lot to offer to the industry mm -hmm. and we would all love to learn from you. And a lot of them did. And cool. that's really exciting. So I, I don't have that person. To think. Awesome. Just, I can't. Awesome, Kim. Yeah. I love hearing that. Mm -hmm. You guys, we do kind of have a time that we have to sign off on this podcast. Really? Um, I thought we were just like, doing a 24 hour episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is, this is it. Um, mm. Kim, I, I plugged uh, Art of the Floats stuff. Um, you have been here night after night after night after night so consistently. I would love to give you an opportunity to talk about what Mindful Solution does and how you are helping the float community. And I know you do float conference, you do FTA. Yes, 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 yes. But can you plug your your business and talk about what you do with your business? Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm actually in the middle. I've, I've, like I said earlier, I've been doing a little bit of kind of uh, reflection this year and trying to figure out what I want to do. And um, to some degree, I'm kind of rebranding a little bit um, <laughs> and uh, becoming a little bit more clear. So you may have seen some things over the, the year just sprinkled in a Float Center Owner's Guide. And that is kind of the name that I'll be using for most things that are float related. The yeah. bulk of my energy goes into the float world, but I do have a few clients who are wellness providers. 
um, outside of floating. You know, they focus on some of those other modalities that I'm always trying to ramp those industries up um, to do what we do in the float industry and to have that same, you know, sense of community. Um, but Float Center Owner's Guide is going to be a huge thing. If you go to floatcenterownersguide.com, it just directs you back to mindful.solutions right now. Um, but the plan for next year is that Float Center Owner's Guide will have a consistent podcast, kind of micro episodes. Um, everything will be 10 to 15, maybe 20 minutes long at the, the longest. Um, there are a couple of episodes out there right now, but uh, I'll be ramping up more of those. Building an online library um, of all of the, the skills that I've learned over the years of running businesses and helping with corporations and working at all of the big names. Um, I'm working on some projects right now that I cannot give a name, but it's a very, very big name. Um, and so that's kind of taken a little bit of um, my time. But um, mm -hmm. whenever I finish that, I'll be able to dedicate, dedicate a little bit more uh, energy back into um, those online courses, but it'll be everything from, you know, sales, marketing, marketing, membership, social media, uh, all of those so that people can really DIY things and just take the course and get some of those skills. Email um, funnels, emailing, email uh, funnels that'll that? be in there, like how to build your own. Um, yeah. what I have really found is my happy place is if I can teach people how to fish. I don't like to nice. do the fishing for them, but I love teaching people how to fish. And I've done that since I was 14 years old. And um, almost uh, 30 years later, I'm finally accepting mm -hmm. the fact that that's just in my nature and I'm going to roll with that. So, and then I do help a lot of folks with their social media, um, organic content. I hate paid ads, but my platform <laughs> will help you with paid ads, but um, it brings me no joy. And so I don't do that. I'm going to pull that part from the, the plug. Nope. No. <laughs> Brings me no joy. Um, there are plenty of other brilliant people in the industry who can help with that stuff. But um, so really, you know, social media. And then uh, I'll be making it a little bit more clear that I help with things like banners, brochures, websites. Mm. I've got three websites that I'm working on right now. Um, okay. Orientation videos, um, animated marketing videos, and non-animated marketing videos. I have, I don't know, I think 20 of those in the works at the moment. Um, there's a, a lot that I'm trying to finish up on, on those sorts of things. So, uh, I can't help right now, but next year I'll be caught up. But you can, yeah. you can take people, yes. take care of people's organic yes. social media. There's, there's yes. plenty organic of social do. is definitely an option that I can right now, but videos and websites, I'm on a wait list um, nice. for those at the moment. Good to be yeah. wanted. Um, and, uh, the flow shop uses Kim's business for our social media. So. Um, we we swear by it, and I use uh, Dylan's photos because they're the best. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. I is Drew. Anything you want to plug? <laughs> uh, uh, no, but um, I yeah. would like to just say thank you to you two while I have you here, and yeah. of course Gloria and Brian, Lance, Amy. Um, I feel very fortunate as I'm leaving the industry and moving on to the next chapter of my life. I have found friends that I will stay in contact with as long as they will stay in contact with <laughs> me back. And uh, it's really humbling to come from this industry and make the friends that we have when I talk to other people in their industries and how things go and how cutthroat mm. it is and the lack of caring that goes on and um, kind of how soulless some industries can be and not just all about making money. And um, I think we... And people who are listening are doing something awesome and try to remember that in the tough times. 
But um, yeah, I just want to say thank you. It's uh, absolutely changed my life. Out of the float changed my life. Dylan, you changed my life. Like I can point directly to the effect that you've had in me not working for the next six months. You know what I mean? Like it was <laughs> yeah. hard work to get there, but yeah. the path that was spurred was literally me driving around as a probation officer looking for a podcast to listen to about floating. And this is what I came across. Oh, and that's cool. as the universe would have it, you know, years later, I'm part of the, the podcast that changed my life. And you guys are my friends and people that I, if I'm ever in your area, I would absolutely feel 100% comfortable inviting myself to <laughs> oh, yeah. you see you and be in your life. <laughs> and um, please know that you will always have a home here in New Hampshire. And if you are ever in my area, I would be upset if you did not look me up. And, um, you know, I know where you guys know where we have our own little behind the scenes text thread that we keep in touch with even through our busy lives. And I, I think we do a pretty good job of that. It takes effort to keep in touch with people. And I appreciate you guys keeping in touch with me, keeping me on the loop, not kicking me out of it. And um, yeah, I just feel an immense amount of gratitude and love being part of this group. And um, thank you to all the listeners who listened because that helped us to continue to do it in our own busy lives. We knew that there were, we get to see that there's a lot of people downloading the, the episodes and that definitely makes it worth it that we think that we're putting in efforts to help people and make a positive effect. And hopefully there are people in your community who are better off because of information you received from us that allowed you to create this awesome environment and create this incredible experience for people in your community. I think it's like a big team, even if we don't necessarily mm -hmm. all know each other. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm very proud of that. And when I die, this is part of my, this is part of me, you know, cool. I help people and I'm proud of that. So thank you guys. Means a lot. Thank you, Drew. Jeez. Well, I don't feel like I, I need any right closing. Now. You can't, you can't see my teary eyes because I, <laughs> I got the old ring camera, you know, the light camera blasted yeah, my eyes right light. now. But I love um, you guys and appreciate be it. Beautiful words, Drew. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I, obviously, I, I love you guys and Gloria. And yeah, you mentioned the text chain. Like, this is our chance to actually see each other face to face. But the conversation just continues on constantly. Even if you don't watch the silly videos I send you guys, you're too busy. But at least we, we respond to the messages. And, we try um, to respond to all of those interesting I, photos that get sent. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I thank you guys so much for showing up each and every week. And then, you know, we're doing two episodes a night and it's just absolutely crazy. We we started, we changed our schedule to instead of every, every week, we met every two weeks and then we'd knock out two episodes, which had its own insanity to it. And just bringing your heart, showing up, sharing your knowledge. And I have to thank Olga so much for what she did for the show as well for years, <laughs> making thing, making this thing go. And everything that she's done has reverberated out into the industry as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And your dog barking. And, and your dogs. And your, and your dogs. Oh, by the way, I was going to comment earlier, I could hear your dog snoring, Kim. So that wasn't me snoring while Kim was talking. That, that's her dog. He's peacefully zonked. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see him looking all adorable oh. in his chair. Great, it's I can't. Chair in my office. <laughs> um, and thanks for bringing up the listeners too, uh, Drew, because, oh, oh, <laughs> you're cute. Um, 
thank you, thank you to our listeners. Yeah, if if we weren't getting any listens, um, it would be a lot harder to to stay uh, fired up about what we're doing, and it would be harder to feel like I'm making a difference in the industry. And yeah, I think um, seeing strangely to me week after week people continue to and and I I know it's my own self-deprecating damn attitude but uh it's like wow yeah people are still getting something out of this and maybe they batch listen to them or they they look forward to them each and every week but um what you guys bring to the show uh sorry I'm talking about Kim Ju and Gloria again what you guys bring to the show just means it's so dynamic and fun to listen to and I think people enjoy that we enjoy each other's company um, but yeah, again, back to the listeners. Uh, yeah, we, we wouldn't be here. And I guess even like going back to the advertisers, like if, if we had 20 people listening, our advertisers wouldn't want to be on the show. And, and um, yeah, so and it's really it, cool just on every like, level. We have these full circle moments whenever people come up to us at the float conference or send us messages on social media or email or wherever they reach out mm-hmm. to us and um, get to share how sharing knowledge on this podcast has really helped them. And I think it's something that just keeps going in different ways. And it's yeah. just really cool to know that um, a little idea that you and Brian had years ago has had such a profound uh, effect on so many people. And that ripple effect keeps going. And the folks who are yeah. listening to us are learning and growing and providing for their communities. And if you think about what they're doing every day, it's helping people to feel their best. And one person at a time, one float at a time helping them to really change the world. Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the flow conference beautiful. in particular is we're like, they're like, Hey, how's this going? I'm like, I, I, I don't know you. Why do you know this about me? <laughs> like, I listen to the podcast. Like, I have no idea. I talked about that. I have no idea. Like, why would I possibly talk about that on the podcast? Um, yeah. There's a, there's an interesting relationship that happens that I, I really love. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's funny and it's odd, but it's so nice when when I, I get to feel that back to me. And I still don't know how to handle it when people are talking to me, but it it does it fills my cup big time. I love it. Um, there are oh gosh, a whole bunch of things went through my mind while you were sharing that I wanted to talk about, but we are trying to put a pin in this never-ending episode of um oh oh uh, I talked with uh, when I was talking with Amy and Lance. Uh, I, I do want to mention with you guys as well that Amy was the reason we started the blog in the first place of, of we were at, it must've been the first float conference. And Amy, for some reason, we were already friends with, um, yeah, with, with Amy and talking about, she was like, you guys, <laughs> you guys have something to offer. Like you, you do things differently than float on, like float on was already, um, you know, selling, uh, I think must've been their, um, uh, business, uh, what's it called? When, when you start a business, you write this the thing. Business plan. Business, business plan. plan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been 12 years. Come on. And uh, and and she was like, you guys do things differently. You, you have things to offer. Don't be stymied by somebody else being there first. And it's so funny to look back now on there being a one-year difference between the age of our float centers and feeling like, oh, we can't contribute this to this community. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was because of Amy that uh, we we started writing the blog in the first place, feeling like we could put ourselves out there. And and that is why it was a particular honor for me to then have Amy join the podcast. Uh, was was very fantastic. Um, a few other thanks, just uh, <laughs> being the final episode. I just some some industry movers and shakers that I um, just feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. And I know I'm going to miss a thousand people that have contributed to the industry. And please um, fill in some names with people that have have filled you up as well. But 
Glenn and Lee Perry. Like we we wouldn't be here without you guys. Um, so uh, just all my love and and thanks to Glenn and Lee for just um, I don't know starting the industry, sharing, but and and also just not as a corporation, but uh, truly believing in float and what it does for people. Um, Graham and Ashcon, you know, Drew, you already mentioned them, but uh, the, the industry would not be the tight knit focused group that it has been without them. Like their, their sense of leadership and positivity uh, is really just unparalleled in people, <laughs> let alone in our industry. Like they are just some bright shining stars that are, are incredibly unique and um, it forever, forever grateful for them inspiring us um, and uh, being there for us while we were starting our float center and um, showing us, e even if there was intimidation, uh, that we can put our voice out there as well and that um, other people would appreciate what we've learned um, from our center. Uh, is it is it space-time tanks as well, just like old school floating, um, which I think is back as well. Yeah. <laughs> which right there, that alone tells you. Yeah. Yeah. Floating is not dead. Good point. Um, yeah, actually, while well, you mentioned that, it's like some of it's just like lease disagreements. It's like leases are coming up and it's like renegotiating. And do I need to find a new place or what have you? It's it's not even economy or how well your business is doing. Um, Tom Fine, other, other old school researchers uh, who were finding data on what the float tanks do. I have so much appreciation for what they were doing just um, also feels like Wild West research as well, you know, whether it's a hole in the side of the float tank where they're taking their blood pressure, it's just everything about it was just absolutely cool. Um, go go back and I think it's Tom Fine. There's a great interview with him where he shares some crazy stories about float research that uh, you would never guess happened, but uh, it's pretty, pretty wild and awesome. And then um, our modern research as well, Liber, uh, which I think, you know, Dr. Feinstein is the most famous researcher from there. Uh, but there is a lot of research going on at Liber, even with Justin having left, uh, that's going on um, around float, uh, float tanks. And so I just want to give a big shout out to Liber and, of course, Dr. Feinstein as well for, for continuing uh, float research as well. Obviously, the, the next step. Dr. Emily Choquette. Thank you. Yes. Lux and yeah. Saib, uh, yep, Kalsa, exactly. um So many great folks who are still continuing on at Liber, even you know, Justin's moved on with the FRC, but there's still tons of research going on. And now it's popping up in universities and um, mm. there's mm -hmm. more, more studies happening across the world that, you know, we aren't driving from within. And that's, that's pretty cool. Drew, any other final? Uh, I guess with <laughs> just to throw out a couple more names to say yeah. thank you within the industry, Roy Vore, who, doesn't own a float center, doesn't really have anything to do with float tanks other than um, I think he's interested in it, he likes it, he likes the industry, mm -hmm. and he is an incredible resource if anyone has uh, trouble in their local communities, trouble with someone saying they got sick from their float tanks, trouble with anything like that, reach out to the FTA, he's part of the FTA, He is very helpful, uh, he's helped me not only with float tanks but with my swimming pool. So I know for a fact he's very helpful. Uh, he's been incredible. And I thought they were the same thing. YouTube videos out there from past float conference um, yeah. uh, speeches that he's done. And um, and also, I just wanted to, he's my boy, James Harder. Love him. Yeah. He's put in a ton of effort in the industry over the last few years to include with the Float Tank Association. Yep. Recently had a baby. Congrats to him and Amy. 
and I think he's doing a little bit less uh, within the industry, but I think he was incredible in kind of keeping things held together in a time where they were pretty rocky because not that we have to get into it. There was an old float tank association and there was a new one and it could have gone either way really. And I think where the float tank association is now is in a much better spot than it was when I entered the industry. And James is a huge Mm -hmm. part of that. He really cared about the industry and uh, he lives near me. So he kind of helped establish our uh, culture here in the Northeast as well. So, um, Hmm. my boy, I love him. So just want to give him a plug as well. Love it. That's great. Uh, also just random shout out to Greg Griffin as well. I feel like Greg just needs a shout out. Where is he? (laughs) There are so many people, honestly, like there, I'm sitting here and there are so many names that are popping through my head. We shouldn't even but <laughs> you know I don't want it to feel like a goodbye to the float industry. It's just mm-hmm. we're slowing down this podcast a little bit, and yeah. um, it'll you know, still be around here and there um, yeah. as it's yeah. needed. But mm-hmm. so many Ad folks podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to everybody in the industry. That that's what I meant to yeah. say. Didn't mean yeah. to shout out names. Thanks to yeah. everybody. Oh, no, you're you're doing a, you you're doing a really good thing that we believe in. And what's really fun is the science is is showing uh, is truly beneficial. So thank you for what you're doing uh gosh I, I i should shout out our sponsors thanks so much to float tank solutions thanks to more floats thanks to the fta and um gosh yeah thanks to my co-host kim thank you so much love you so much and uh i i guess i am just happy that our friendship will continue this is not goodbye and i'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry but I love you so much. Drew, I love you so much. You've brought so much positivity and drive into my life. Thank you so much. I love you so much, man. Thank you. And Gloria, you're not here, but man, you're such a hottie. Thanks for being just such a hottie <laughs> and bringing the views to our YouTube channel. I just really appreciate that. Also, thank you, thanks to you for just being an incredible inspiration. Always so fun, so positive. Um, I, I don't know when she rests or how she does it, but uh, Gloria is one of the most incredible people I know. Um, thanks to Amy. Amy is another absolutely incredible person that I'm so thankful entered my life full of so much heart and drive and, um, wouldn't, would not, all of this would not exist without, without Amy in, in several, several different ways. It just wouldn't happen. And thanks to Lance who just brings absolute chill, positive vibes to everything he's a part of. I think of him regularly. We reach out to each other, but uh, not not enough for how much we care about each other. Like this pod has um, brought some some bonds that will just last forever. And thanks to all of you for um, helping the industry and inspiring the industry, and um, yeah, helping helping everybody's gears turn and thrive. I guess was the goal. Uh, so uh, thank you for that. Um, and then of course, thanks to our listeners. We, we, we already thanked you guys. You don't need to be thanked in that again, but, uh, truly thank you guys for tuning in each and every podcast or just a la carte podcast when you want. And it's, it's the topic you're interested in. Um, we already said it, we wouldn't be here if you weren't listening. So thank you so much. And if, if we have positively influenced your lives, whether it's getting your, your, your gears turning, thinking about something or providing information that saved you from a horrible saltwater accident or whatever it is, I, I am forever grateful that we could impact your life personally. Um, that's, uh, I, I guess, you know, Drew, Drew said it better than I did, but that's why we're here. And that's, that's kind of our mission on this earth. So thank you uh, for finding us and finding value in us. 
Um, oh man, I guess that's it. I don't want to say goodbye. Um, there's an infinite amount to find in the 